Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. The law crimes people. Hello. What's happening? Welcome back, criminal scum. <laughs> Andy, we didn't even have time to start, and there's already a VTuber comment. You were a yes. Are you sure you're not a farseer? <laughs> DJ Beast again commenting about how Colin has actually made his bed, mm. and <laughs> when will, when will he watch any movie? <laughs> All right. Well, that that you know that first first one, you know it's a, it's a little bit rough right now, but you, you'll do what you, you do what you got to do. That second one, don't, don't ask me that one. <laughs> When's the last time you went to the cinema? I, it's been months, and before it's like there and there the are cinema. long months between them. Jeez. I think the last movie I saw in theaters was Oppenheimer. God, what a thing that to go back to. I mean, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit too many boobs in it for my taste, though. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I the last movie I saw in cinema was the last Star Wars film that came out, so that was way. Oh back. my gosh! Andy. Wait, episode nine. Wait, like what? Yeah. What a what a horrible movie to end. I'm like I've been scarred. I can't. But, but Andy, movies. now we're all the Sith. <laughs> yeah. I'm all the Jedi. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I'm all the Did Jedi. Did you get that? I... I'm all the fast food chains. Did, 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 did you like the fleet of Star Dest- or, or Death Star yeah. Star Destroyers? Yeah. And, and then they kissed. And off and on again. And they kissed and they then he died. They can't fly up. It's fine. Anyway, oh, we're not here to talk man. about that toss. We're here to talk about some other toss. Um, Colin, what are you talking about? <laughs> the episode nine of the Warhammer Law. Oh, we... come on. We are uh, we are talking about uh, craft worlds today. The five major ones, as there are a decent amount of craft worlds, but a lot of them have lore that just straight up doesn't mean anything. Uh, so oh, it's really okay. just going to be the main big five: uh, Alitak, Altansar, Ulthway, Ayandan, and Beiltan. Uh Before that, though, we do have to, I think, get into the question of the week as we. Did uh, I think we asked last time what would you do if um, you had Skip immortality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was I, didn't to, I, did, I didn't mean to say Elton, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we asked people last week um, what would they do if they had immortality within the Warhammer universe, and there were some responses. Um, we had the first one here by uh, at Spartan Pippapool six two two nine. He puts hashtag immortal. I was stand by Manfred's corpse, guarding it from getting resurrected, <laughs> and use his grave as a latrine just in case he got resurrected. So he turn up, so he turned into a shit demon. Oh the first character that needs him to immediately Not a, not a turd demon. We don't need that. Nice. Uh, here, a donation here by uh, Rolf. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rolf. He says a uh, special thank you to Colin for introducing me to the glory that is Goshrek and Felix, and especially Hell the yeah. funny Ratman. Also, what Good. are the group's thoughts of the end and the death volumes? We might have to save our um, thoughts on a specific episode, because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot to go through. That's basically my team. I have not even started the end and the death yet, because I'm waiting wow. for them on audiobooks in my library. That's the only ones I haven't done. I've done all the Siege of Terror, I've done all of Horus Heresy. I just need to catch up with those now they're all out. For a, for a quick thought from someone who hasn't read them, it seems the consensus from everyone I've heard talk about it is it did not need to be three books. Mm, quite long. Um, um, the Hobbit movie effect. <laughs> yeah, so it could have. It doesn't. It could have been just two very long ones, though. Because I think the middle book they 
like the gap between those threads being closed. It was clearly Dan Avenant didn't want to make it three books, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> so did GW realize they were running out of Horus Heresy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it going. Edge it just a bit longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have another one here by at Killer Orca. Thank you. It's good. I mean, same thing, really. Uh, I'd spend my time fucking with the big movers and shakers of the series. There must be some massive painting on terror depicting a glorious victory by Lord Solar Leonitas. Or Leontus, <laughs> sorry. And then in the corner, that's me in the Aquila gang puffy jacket throwing the Aquila. Uh, gang, gang. Gang, gang, some warfare there. Uh, Supreme jacket. Nice. DJ Beast. We have one by the illustrious nice. DJ Beast. Uh, yeah. regular a supporter of the channel he puts i'm going full colin with this i've gone the biggest degenerate journey across the galaxy <laughs> from comra to the ghoul stars nowhere is safe the neuralictor got me acting unwise <laughs> oh come on good man come on. <laughs> oh brother um and the last one here is by at um gage brown nine nine fifteen he put i'd flip off nagash content in the knowledge he could never do anything about it nice that's pretty good too l um, l he probably could do something for about you. it though <laughs> he probably could do something about it too though because nagash is nothing but petty and has ego problems the size of an entire universe the mortal realms uh, belong to him and no one else just realizes it yet it, we're all just living yeah. in his world uh to be fair that that was thank you so much for your submissions for that one like people have suggested for other questions that we, we do we, we, we will take them we appreciate that support mm. but we do have another one i do believe Andy, for this week um do you want to explain I... what the question oh sorry colin do you want to take it i'd just like to briefly get in and complain about the poll andy i can oh, have I carbs as long as i have my <laughs> insulin <laughs> not yeah, but how, ma how many uh, can you have before it becomes a problem i the only problem there is my weight <laughs> <laughs> True. There, there was another yeah. comment that I didn't include where someone said if Colin became immortal, would he have to change his channel <laughs> name to Pancreas Now Works? Am I immortally diabetic? Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> need an immortal insulin pump too. <laughs> no, it's just your, you have a superpower of giving people diabetes. Like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I wanted a sandwich, but oh, I want a sandwich. in a few hours. And then it's going to be really bad if you don't have insulin. <laughs> We're Nagash, in a fight right no now fear. With a big war, insulin. No, no insulin. You're going to be true um, fear. Yeah, uh, so everyone's putting their, their pikes down. They just hear the beep. He's like, sorry, guys. Just go. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Today, because we're doing some Eldar stuff, some uh, Eldar scum, some knifier stuff, uh, our hashtag is hashtag path. Which path of the Eldar would you create if you could make one for yourself? Um, is has anyone got an example of one they'd make in the team of, of a fun Eldar path, path of bad taste? You you get to enjoy movies <laughs> like the ninth Star Wars film, <laughs> <laughs> and like you just wholeheartedly like open weeping cry at how amazing crappy <laughs> crappy adaptations are. Um, therefore, you'd be the happiest person in the room, but everyone would start crying. Everyone thinks you suck. I don't know. That would be like path of the bad taste, or like in some something better than that. My favorite sure movie got... is Solo, a Star Wars story. Like, ugh. <laughs> Listen, okay, the Witcher adaptation is by far the most superior <laughs> TV adaptation that's oh, ever man. been. Oh, God, I can't All right, okay. My boy, Clearly it's the Halo show. 
for, oh, for the amount maybe of should explain I've seen in the comments are like oh, no, season two is quite good you should watch it i'm like i'm not watching that I, 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 I compared to a one out of ten a three out of ten is a masterpiece yeah mm. what's a one out of ten for you though the halo show season the halo one show, yeah. god that is horrible <laughs> there we no, go. Your reaction said it all. As of time recording, do you like the the bit in the trailer for season two where he told Cortana to shut up because clearly Master Chief would say that to Cortana? Oh man! Because shut of the pain bitch. in your face, man. The pain <laughs> on your face is. Oh God! I love I love modern Halo. I love the modern game industry. Can we talk about elves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Supposed to be yes. my happy place right now. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> have, we have to mediate it with a little bit of despair before we get Colin's happy place. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Something that's a little bit more, um, <clears throat> you know, bit bit warmer to the heart though, and a, a kind of favorite of Colin. Um, well, I think Fancy probably kickstarted it for you, right, Colin? But then Eldine 40k is still a dub. Yeah, they're they're my they're my little 40k enclave. We're gonna go into craft wars though. Life in the craft worlds. Who's got the best, you know, racing stripes on their craft world? Who's got everything? We're ready to go in. Let's go. All right, Eli, you want to take us away with the beginner? Yeah, I can start a little bit. We are talking about craft worlds, as Colin said. The big five. We might say one or two things about everyone else, but most of the craft world lore is craft worlds dying and losing, so right. we might skim past it. More or less, I'm um, giving it so much hype. <laughs> in the yeah. welcome, well, the big, the big five are cool. Okay, the big five. Welcome are cool. to depression. It's, it's, it's like when story. you know, like GW, like in a, I don't know what book about like the guard or something, and a Space Marine chapter you've never heard of shows up. They're going to die to make the main character do something important. Yeah. True. True. Uh, uh, for context, the craft world is basically a like continent to moon sized big giant spaceship that is pretty much a giant city and living place for the Eldar. They all ran away when uh, before the fall happened, so they were the last ones to survive other than the Jukari and the Exodites. They have their little infinity circuits where all their dead reside and float around in the craft world, so they're protected from Slanesh. Uh, the main craft worlds, we got Alatok. They have lots of cool rangers because they're very stuck up and a lot of people don't want to live there. They also have a good fleet. And they're smartsy smarts. It's battle. Same hands. Really fast. They're red. They have like tribal families and stuff. They're one of my favorites. Bealtan is very militaristic and returns it to tradition type of guys. Ulthway uh, is Eldrad. And what's the last one that I... Aeandin is the yellow guys who have lots of wraith lords, Custard. lots of spear stuff. They got eaten by Tyranids, so they have probably the most lore. Which again, is just them... <laughs> being eaten by tyranids but it's there they're the only ones with the codex supplement yeah written by matt ward the monkey's paw <laughs> girls um, my favorite is the black library because they publish warhammer books yeah i, for, yeah. I always forget that that's a craft rule I, yeah that always throws me off mm -hmm. um and then the we have conventions just weird isn't it though why yeah. like you know la talk all the way black library <laughs> <laughs> We had yeah, we had a nice you know Gaelic thing going, and then suddenly black library. <laughs> yeah, and all the elder are just there going. Shh. I do have a small question though. Were the craft worlds when they were made? Were they simply just merchant things in the beginning? I don't know if I'm getting that right, or they were simply exile 
ships designed by people who are like, that's cringe. I'm going to go away from society and study the blade. <laughs> they, Eli, do you want to get it? Or... I don't even, I don't remember. Oh, they were honest. basically <laughs> just merchant ships. Like their whole thing was, uh, they, be, they, because they had no like warp drives on their ships, they just kind of floated between the Eldar Empire. So they saw how uh, everyone else was getting a little bit too goofy for their liking. And then they started like <laughs> evacuating like art, culture, people, all the stuff they could take off of them that wanted to leave what was uh, the Elder Empire that was pretty quickly circling around the drain by that point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, someone asked if they missed the Exodites in the chats. You did not miss the Exodites. They do exist, but they're not a craft world. So They're not. They they're also don't have any lore, last I checked. They have dinosaurs and Ted Kaczynski, and that's it. They'll probably be a kill team at some point. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be nice. They are really cool. Maiden worlds are nice. And pretty. The, but the lastly... Called, um, Clancy Brown voiced an Exodite in the Warhammer show. I was like, oh, it's Mr. Krabs. That's pretty cool. <laughs> There's the... Mug on Raw's craft world has a little bit of lore. Is that Altenzar? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, that's Altenzar. They got thrown into the warp and then, out of a spot. And then, <laughs> and then they got rescued by Mug on Raw later on. Uh, but yeah, that's the very basic rundown. I really can't go in depth at all because there's not enough, or I'll just take away from Colin. Um, but I'll talk about Bealtan later. Colin's going to talk about the other guys right now. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, not strictly speaking history of any Eldar in particular, although when we get to Ulthway, you know, that's going to be real hard to pull off. But, you know, just like the craft worlds uh, as a whole. So like uh, like Eli said, you know, Hal, uh, it all, they've all got the same basic origins. Uh, they were really just glorified trading vessels, although that in mind, trading vessels with space elf magic to their very core. So, you know, they're still big planet-sized magical ships, but compared to the rest of the Elder Empire, nothing, you know, too great. And uh, no warp engine, so instead of, you know, going through the warp like the Elder still could have by that point, they just kind of floated across reality. And uh, this led to the... question. Are some craft worlds bigger than other craft... As in, like, literally in size, are some craft worlds bigger than others? Mm -hmm. There's no, like, standard one-size-fits-all for the craft worlds, and... Some of them have come down with a bad case of getting exploded. Too big. So, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> too big or exploded. So they've had to either split off or have been split off. Like uh, some of them have over time had to jettison parts of their structure. Uh, so, you yeah, know, they're not, a, there's no one size fits all. My craft world could beat up your dad. Which one's the biggest? Which one's the biggest? Do you reckon that actually well, I don't comes know up how... as, like a, my craft world is bigger than yours? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I think Bealtan was the biggest one, but I'm not it, sure. Uh, it was Iandan and then Bealtan. And then uh, okay. it gets a little bit muddy. Uh, but yeah, so because they didn't you know, have warp travel, they would spend a long period of time, anyone on the craft worlds, without actually talking to anyone outside of the craft world. Uh, so they could see, they had a very unique view of things and that they were the only ones who saw just how far gone the Eldar who just lived on the planets were really getting. And when things started getting really bad, you know, Slash was on the horizon, a couple, a lot of them uh, realized they better, they better just leave because uh, things are not looking very good right now. And uh, so... 
They started evacuating people. They started anything they could get from their home worlds that could fit. Just started piling it on and getting the hell out of the Eldar core worlds because it was it was not looking good. And uh, the rule of thumb is that if a craft world exists, it got far enough away from the birth of Slanesh. Sure enough, when that happened, you know, we get the Eye of Terror, warp storms everywhere, things weren't great. And now the Elder Empire is dead and gone. Uh, 99% of them went with it. Uh, of course, not all of them quite managed to get out. You know, I've said the ones we know of today did. I don't, and, uh, I don't think they ever gave a specific number, but plenty of those that were built didn't did not get out in time, so they got slanashed, even though they didn't really do anything. Getting slanashed sounds like they were... the actual phrase of "I just got slanashed." You can't even put. Yeesh, you can't I bring mean, the words quite what that would entail. I, yeah, I couldn't they're... help but I've, I've been working my Fabius Barscript and I did a line that's something like his experiments caused Lanesh to salivate with the corruption. It's like, mm. <laughs> I couldn't help but be like, yeah, they like Fabius, even though he's like, God's a cringe. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know what it's like to be caught in Slanesh's grip, but it's probably moist. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> when, when they described the fall, though, like when I said it on a previous stream, like when Logos saw it, he described it like a rippling wave of demon flesh. So that's basically what it, and then your soul would just be instantly like yoinked, and then it was tortured and eaten forever. So, that was, so I can imagine being in the inside of a ship. Was it? I think because it happened in the Eye of Terror, right? But I assume it's yeah, not that like, was the. Like there's a certain radius where like it probably went further because the eye of terrorism doesn't look like it's you know what I mean like a third of the yeah galaxy. and they were across the galaxy I think I think that's one of those things they never set like you know a, a set line where it's like yes this many light years is the danger zone outside of that you're you're good uh, just but... a small question as well did other did, I think other things got eaten as well or things that just live near the Eldar like other Xenos and... yeah if you if you were unfortunate to live near the Eldar Empire you know you also got sucked into the Eye of Terror oh, uh, it was just a few poor Jakaira just being like what's going on <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, clock, I'm just clock, building my monkey stuff hell. <laughs> yeah and then uh... to return to monkey <laughs> and then it's just like hello <laughs> hello <laughs> I'm Slanesh you look tasty uh, yeah, so that, that was not great. Uh, the two ones, the major exceptions that didn't quite manage to get out, but we still know exist, was Ulthwe and Altansar. Uh, Altansar was just swallowed whole by the Eye of Terror. The only one who got out was, uh, Maugen Ra, uh, re a real one, for real. <laughs> and, uh, Ulthwe half made it out, uh, kind of getting caught, and I think it was, it's described as the gravity of the Eye of Terror, which I guess is interesting to know that it has gravity, mm. uh, but it uh, they they couldn't get too far away, so they they got to fight a lot of demons. And also, after the birth of Slanesh, when Cain got sharded, all those little shards that turned into the Avatar of Cain landed across the craft worlds and drove everyone into a little bit of a murder frenzy. So even though they got away from Slanesh, now Cain is indirectly killing all of the Eldar again oh, because no. his favorite hobby is to kill elves. All that revenge for existing. Am I, I right? Yeah. How how dare you? As much as the shame as like Kane does get like sort of ruined in law, they kind of don't give him the treatment he deserves. He certainly, in a way, deserves a good slap though. 
Oh yeah, he's a dick. He's awful. If it weren't for the fact that he always loses, no one would be asking for more Cade wins. It's just he's done, he's lost so many times. Is he like the Nagash of? Maybe not as bad as Nagash. No, because at least when Nagash loses, he's doing something cool, and he's otherwise going to blow up the world. Kane's just fighting two Space Marines and some like a squad of guardsmen, and he gets bodied. All right, then. Well, there's always like I always find it weird that like. Kane and Korn are quite similar. They have like that warish fighting thing. So like, but I, and it's really really difficult to distinguish. Like, what makes them particularly different? Other than one's a demon guy, one's an Eldar guy. They're both red. They're both like swords. They both cause their men to go mental and bloodthirsty frenzies. It's like, oh, we've got Korn at home, and it's Kane. Poor guy. Uh, my way I look at it is that Kane is older. Uh, he's from the War in Heaven, not whatever Korn. You know, popped into reality, and he doesn't quite, you know, corrupt you. He's not a chaos god, even though he is a warp god. So, you know, Kane's influence, you know, drive you a little bit crazy, a little bit nutty, but you're not going to grow tentacles out of your spine or any shit like that, like can happen mm. with corn. Isn't Kane more like corn's more war and blood, and Kane's more murder? Yeah, Kane's also just happy for you to murder someone in cold yeah, blood. He doesn't it necessarily need it to be in war. It doesn't need to be, it could be sneaky just as well. Corn without the honor, just like stab him in the back, it's fine. It's good yeah. fun. It's fine. It's, it's fantasy lore, but there are human cults dedicated to Cain, and they're not, they're yeah. not warrior cults. They're just murderers. They're, they're the Dark <laughs> Brotherhood. Oh, God. So, yeah, hear, he's, I can hear Cicero's voice <laughs> <laughs> in, my, in my ear. <laughs> the, the night came. Was that the night mother? <laughs> Hey, I sleep in its corpse. What would what would be worse, opening your door and finding Cicero in your room or Meridia's beacon? Meridia's beacon. There was maybe like a they patched in that you could originally drop the beacon, and she basically go, "What's wrong with you, scum?" But they got rid of that. Of course, they got rid of it because that's all anyone did. But you can never drop the beacon. But luckily, it weighs nothing. Yeah. The worst thing uh, is trying to find the beacon, though, because then if you're trying to look for it and get two I've... dawn... Is it dawn breakers? You get two dawn breakers. <laughs> I think, right? I don't I know. You can get two of them. Yeah. I think you can get two. I mean, it, with, with Bethesda glitches, you can probably get a million <laughs> of the things if you just duplicate them, right? <laughs> just reminds me of playing Oblivion and then getting like a bunch of arrows and doing the, the duplicates. Like, Wheels of cheese! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still love the necromantic one, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, after after Slanesh was born, most of the craft worlds just kind of focused on hiding and trying to survive, which, you know, like you said, uh, Hal, people who weren't Eldar were feeling the effects of Slanesh's birth, and they're not inherently connected to her. So the Eldar were in a bit of a, you know, like a panic, a shutdown mode, which, I, you know, I, I don't blame them for. Uh, and uh, just, yeah, for the most part, they just didn't want to be involved in anything. I mean, yeah, Orican felt Slanesh's birth. He doesn't. He doesn't have a soul, so they were they were just kind of hiding. Uh, some individuals were active. You know, Eldrad was makes a couple appearances in the Horus Heresy, so not you know all of them collectively shut themselves in, but most of them did. That being said, uh, early on in their history, two craft rules were doing stuff: Bealtan and Iandin. Uh, Iandin did most of the actually productive stuff. Yeah, I have my favoritism. What about it? <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, what do you want? I, I like my ghost robots or the army uh -huh. I collect for them. <laughs> uh, 
them a spirit seer known as Melindri Silversoul, which elfist name I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a bard from Baldur's Gate or something. Yeah. Uh mated the mated made the infinity circuits, which is how the Eldar keep their souls from Slanesh's grip when they die. They go in the soul stone, they put their soul in that, and then they get plopped into purgatory, which is better than Slanesh. Uh, I ended did that, and then they then they shared it with everyone, and they said that guys, we got this cool new invention. We can save our souls. Let's let's get back out there. Let's take back the Eldar Empire. And to that, almost every other craft world said, "Thank you for the free stuff. Good luck with it." <laughs> uh, not not the most supportive group of fellas, except for Bealton. Uh, hey, Bealton decided they were going to help. Uh, they wanted a. They really wanted the glory back because they're the uh, Imperium, but with pointy ears. So they they agreed to help Beelt or Iandon, and uh, it went pretty well at first. Beeltan went throughout the eastern half of the galaxy. Iandon took the western half. And they did a pretty good job in making sure chaos wasn't an issue for a few thousand years, uh, just keeping things clean. Uh, you know they would uh and yeah, pardon me, frequently you know. Webway gates connect all the craft worlds, so it's really just a short walk, no matter how far away they are. They would go on joint ventures, they'd let the other do their thing. Usually Bielton would focus on, you know, going out there doing the offense while Iandon would rebuild and colonize. And it was good for a while, but over time, things would drift apart. Uh, Iandon felt Bielton was just a bit too focused on only reclaiming Maiden worlds. Like, they couldn't even colonize yet. And perhaps just a little bit too much genocide for the <laughs> Iandon Eldar to be comfortable with. Uh, if you happen to live on a Maiden world, your life was now forfeit as far as Bielton cared. Uh, and Bielton, for their part, felt that Iandon was letting the lesser races claim what was very rightfully theirs, since Maiden worlds were Eldar worlds created millions of years ago, and in Bielton's eyes, Iandon was just letting them squat there on their property. Uh, and then, you know, just they just generally weren't committed enough, is what Bielton felt. Uh, over time, this led to them slowly drifting apart, which culminated in Iandon basically unofficially cutting ties and just not responding to Bielton whenever they asked for help anymore, which Bielton took as a huge betrayal. And, you know, they were pretty mad about it, but they got over themselves and went about crusading as they did. Uh, and the rest of the craft worlds, you know, began to take shape into what they would become. Uh, Saimhan had its wild riders. Ultway was its is the seer faction. Alitok has its rangers. Iand and the wraiths after getting obliterated by everyone in the galaxy ever. And Bealtan uh, just again being. I don't want to call them particular. I don't want to call them particularly evil because this is <laughs> Warhammer and not liking people that don't look like you is kind of the standard assumption. They're like the Black Templars of the. Elder. Yeah, that's 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 a good it's, way. It's to... on the edge of like if it was by our modern standards, it's like yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Bealton. Uh as a general rule of thumb across the craft worlds, they will be ruled by their seer council. Uh they read fate, you know, look through the webs of all the different possibilities, like was it I was once a Doctor Strange from Infinity War, just looking at all the timelines, doing their best, although not quite as good as him, unfortunately. Uh, and they try and guide their craft world on a path best suited just uh, to victory, but oftentimes just survival. Uh, this is my 
this is what I this is my line where I cope about the Eldar losing all the time. <laughs> uh, although it seems many times as if the Eldar are defeated, it's often that the defeat now will result in fewer lives lost than later, which means the greatest Eldar victory is this. I think this is even something that, like, if you look at like Farseer lore. The greatest Eldar victory is one you will never know happened because it technically didn't. That's, that is the most zinch of all responses. That's such a that, isn't it? Yeah. It's such a compound. <laughs> yes. But hey, there we, are we, we failed we successfully. Win so good, you don't even know we've won. It's like mm, there like are playground thing. There I'm are like, some. Yeah, I win. There are some examples like uh, Eldrad early on looked like he just all he did was lose a battle against orcs that was just pretty awful, but. It prevented the craft worlds from going to war against each other and blowing each other all up. So, hey, it does work. Still mm. results in dead elves, which I'm not a fan of, but, you know, it is what it is. Andy's now smiling. Dead elves. They usually go into the spirit stones, though, so, I mean, they do. So, recycling. You know, not always, though. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. that don't happen. Uh, they do end up... Uh, the last, you know, the general thing. Oh, two last general things. Uh, their military is the Aspect Warriors, but as a result of them being a, a dying race, not always a lot of Aspect Warriors to go around. In fact, if you're not Bielton, you probably don't have as many Aspect Warriors as you would like. They also don't, but that's not really for supply reasons. That's just because they want more people to murder with. Uh, so their military will be equal parts militia. You know, they're called the, you know, the, like Guardian Defenders. Uh, stuff like that on the tabletop. They're just non-warrior path Eldar who get grabbed up, uh, are given a temporary war mask to block the horrors of war out, and are told to go shoot whatever is bothering the Eldar today. Those will make up a lot of the military. Last thing before I go on a bit is just uh, that whole path system thing. So why why did uh, why did Slanesh happen? It's because the Eldar experience emotions far stronger than any other being and their psychic power means that has a lot of an echo in the war which when they started getting real generate led to slanesh so the phoenix lords the uh demigods a good word i would think uh like modern day eldar demigods created the path system which is basically let's say the big ones are obviously you know the path of the warrior like uh dire avenger warp spider but there will be like paths for everything. You know, path of the botanist, path of the McDonald's fry cook. <laughs> anything you can think of oh, is probably path of the exile. Yeah, path of the yeah, exile. Me too. Me too. <laughs> that, one's a, that one's a book, man. How did yeah, I miss it. that? <laughs> Although, to be fair, path of the exile is kind of just going, I don't want to deal with the path system. Yeah. So it's a bit weird. Path of the law master. Path of the a, master. Having a skill that you cannot use in any other job. <laughs> <laughs> path of the deep fryer to keep everyone fed. Yeah. Uh, it's, path of the laying in bed all day and not doing anything. It's, a, it's basically they're going to lock themselves in to one path and just focus the hell on that to a ridiculously disciplined degree so they don't have to worry about, you know, any like temptations or stray thoughts or anything catching them off guard. They focus all of their effort on the one thing they're all about. It's not necessarily always, you know, like boring discipline warrior stuff, like, you know, path of the musician or something. They do have fulfilling non murder people jobs. It's just that, you know, you're on the path of the electric guitarist. 
you are only going to be playing the electric guitar for about a thousand years. Don't even uh, look at an acoustic one. And you can switch, like part of the path of the command is that you've walked other warrior paths, so you know the experience of several. Uh, it's just that while they're on that path, you're off it. Which I've seen some people online say that sounds like they just fall to Slanesh again because it's all about perfection. But the thing about the path system is that the end goal isn't mastering that skill. It's just a natural result of doing the same thing over and over again, day just in, discipline. day out, for forever. Yeah. It'd be like, even if I go, like, go back to the, car, the guitar, I don't really have too much of an interest in learning the guitar. But if I did that for the next 10 years of my life and only worked on mastering the guitar, I'd probably be pretty decent at playing it. Do each parts of the craft world have, like, are they all split into these different sections or different paths? Do you know that? Uh, so the, uh, at least the warrior paths do have their own shrines on the craft worlds. Uh, so those paths I know have their own little sections off of the uh, in the craft worlds. I'm not as sure about like other ones. Like I don't, the path of the village drunk probably doesn't need a shrine. Uh, Everywhere's but, a shrine when you get drink. <laughs> I yeah, you know got you got a good point. The whole craft hey, world's brother, the shrine. <laughs> Where's the Guinness brother? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> overall, like that's one of those things where that, I can't even say that's an Eldar thing. It's a Warhammer lore aspect that isn't about the war, so it's a little underdeveloped. Thank you, Jake Thornton, for Path of the VTuber. I, I <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah, Path of the VTuber. Path of the Blood Raven. Come on. <laughs> You're just a thief. <laughs> what if we did an episode where we all had like avatars instead of they like moved? <laughs> it's like VTuber avatar. Maybe something. We call those the quizzes, Hal. <laughs> I mean, like, no, but it's like it actually moved along with us. Oh, I, those things. Like a proper one. From what I've heard about and I've like talking to some, like those things are complicated as hell. Mm. Although, I mean, either way, you need to, you need to pay to like get the rigging up. Uh, so. Nope. <laughs> it's not yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not that de dedicated to the bit. We've already got our faces out there. This is this is the <clears throat> most amount of motion anyone's gonna get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I no amount of anime avatar is gonna sound like I have any emotion in my voice. I I don't know what to tell you <laughs> on that one, fellas. <laughs> you have a great voice. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm I'm a fan. It's just trying to imply emotion. I'm feeling any sort of emotion at any given moment. A little bit hard. <laughs> hmm. I am. Excited. I am literally like Captain Hulk quaking yeah. in my <laughs> boots. I'm actually getting excited. There's a Mandalore video where it's got like something like that, a bit like that. Uh, all of us, when we first started out, I'm pretty sure all of our voices were like, oh, did anyone here like ever heard their first video again yeah. recently? You know I am. God. Oh, yeah. My first uh, yeah. Agony. My first <laughs> video is so bad. I can't even it, yeah. actually physically. I, I feel a physical wound when I listen to my, my voice. Is like they created a tear in the wall. <laughs> I, I make a joke about sounding, you know, very neutral. Do my first few videos better than what I was doing at first? I sounded like I was two steps away from putting a gun to my head. <laughs> I sounded horribly depressed. <laughs> Which I guess, to be fair, I started doing that when I was student teaching. So that was... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> mine did, mine sounded like I was under threat. <laughs> like it was like I was reading off of a hostage note. So uh, I mean, my, the... my, mine has gone lower as time has gone. I've gone from like, "Hello, everyone, I'm doing it," and I'm like, "I'm talking about the forty first millennium." It's like, oh, you can see the trend of just trying to get lower and lower and lower, <laughs> and shredding my voice a bit. 
yeah, that's that's like that's the general across the board uh, Eldar things. Like I was saying, Bealtan and Iandin kind of focused on it for now because they were leading the show for a bit on a craft world level. All the others were kind of just doing their thing, doing their best to not get devoured by either Slanesh or a galaxy full of things that hate them. Bealtan and Iandin early on were uh, going going off. But with that, you know, we're going to, we'll get to the specifics. We're going to start with Iandin and then, you know, Eli, I'll throw it your way a bit for some Bealtan. Uh, but Iandin, uh, I'm doing it. I do my favorite first. <laughs> uh, it was, it was once, what, keyword, once, the most populous craft <laughs> world uh, by a pretty fair margin. <laughs> then they got past tense. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, it, and then, it, and then it very abruptly wasn't. <laughs> oh, uh, they, a bit of a goof. They're Whoops. <laughs> probably the like the, like the like the closest to good Eldar. Like how a lot of factions are in 40k, because their whole thing was like they focused on cleaning the galaxy of like chaos and all that you know bad stuff, and they did, they did a pretty good job of it. Uh, their little their sections of the galaxy for thousands of years basically had no chaos taint in them said they were the largest craft world so they could levy a lot of forces uh they had support of bealtan early on and even when they lost that they were still the largest craft world they were they were pretty good at what they did and then if you if you played halo wars you know setback after setback loss after loss things were no longer going in iandon's favor uh and then I'm going to be honest, most of what I have written for them is just getting their ass kicked. <laughs> uh, first, you know, there was that whole, you know, dissolution of the alliance with Bealtan. Then uh, Prince Uriel makes his appearance and starts leading them into some pretty glorious wars. Not many casualties. He's doing pretty good. And then because his arrogance gets the best of him, an otherwise hugely successful war against a Chaos Space Marine warband, like they were getting obliterated. Uh, results in a last-minute tragedy where a little thing known as a cyclonic torpedo hits Iandon, and whole ch chunks of it are destroyed. Uh, everyone, obviously, in those sections is obliterated, and so are their soul stones. So they went right to Slanesh. Feels bad. I can, I can just imagine some poor sod fighting on the front lines, like, yeah, we're winning, we're winning, and then it's just like, huh? <laughs> oh, no. Just seeing it slowly moving, and then just... And then just Lord Farsi, oh. a second cyclonic torpedo is from the craft oh, world. No. <laughs> wow, that entire section got sautéed and served into a starter meal. It was, Our craft world is now puree. Oh no. Was not great. I, obviously, a craft world is very big. Like, it is the size of a planet, so you need you need a couple of them to, you know, put them out of commission. But, but you don't want them to hit. Like, one cyclonic tormito, torpe, tormito, torpedo was one too many. <laughs> Uh, so they're uh, kind of recovering from that mess. Then High Fleet Kraken shows up. Uh, half of it, the other half going to fight the Ultramarines, uh, of course, the greatest of us all. Uh, the other half went towards the Eldar. And while it's basically like the like the, the big come together moment where everyone, like all the Eldar craft world, starts sending troops to help Iandon out because Tyranids are a problem for everyone, not Could just they not Iandon. run away, isn't like that wasn't. They craft they worlds they are well, one. They were arrogant and thought they would. They thought they were that guy just straight up. <laughs> like Eldred warned them, like, no, you don't want this. You don't want any of this smoke. You want to get out of here. 
My and pronouns all... are not they and that because I'm him. Yeah. I'm always him. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> yeah. Uh, they weren't him. <laughs> no, they, they were. They, El, I ended was not him. That uh, one they, time. Eldrad just kind of shrugged his shoulders, like, all right, well, good luck with that, guys. Have fun. <laughs> uh, and yeah, despite. You know, early on, their fleet held off the Tyranids. As you know with the Tyranids, there is always more Tyranids. Uh, eight four-fifths of the remaining craft world. Yikes. Tough. Not, not great. Uh, in some ways, not as bad as, you know, like the cyclonic torpedo thing, because, you know, the Tyranids don't, for the usually, don't care too much about soul stones. They just want the biomass, so... They probably ate the soul stones as well, to be fair. Yeah, but you know, you could dig that out of their guts. It probably got digested. Mm. I let me Just live let, in my let us have this. Let me live in my this, <laughs> like, delusion. It's not, it doesn't hurt you to let me uh, pretend that the soul am stones. Am I wrong though? Am I wrong? All it specifically says is that a lot of Eldar got eaten. So I choose not, to not believe digested. that soul stones so were so still there's a lot of ghosts Look, now, You know so. the digesting happens in the digestion pools after the fact. The just don't eat you on the spot. True. Yeah. True. So, <laughs> no, they were not eaten. I don't know. I just I feel like it would be like a gallstone or something of a tyranid eats. Like, like oh, it's, it's, not, it's not very comfortable. It's not going down easy. Oh, it hurts. Dude, you, you do not want to get the soul gem kidney stone. Exactly, yeah. Pushing one of those out is not a fun time. Literal rock. <laughs> this black yeah. soul gem. Oh, and then yeah. just like, you can just hear someone on the inside just like, let me out, let me out. Like, oh, what's that? Would you rather have a black soul gem or a greater soul gem? You know, the one that's a bit more spiky. <laughs> Do you mean the grand, like, the grand soul gem? The yeah, grand so the grand bigger, one. I think, yeah, the grand is the one that you can also put people in. I feel Ooh. like the grand one is smoother. Even though it's larger, I think the so, black soul gem is the smooth one, isn't it? I, well, they're kind of like smaller, I don't, but I think it's like black black soul gems. You can put anything in them, so they're more versatile. Yeah. Or you uh, put like the Eldar Azura souls. Star. <laughs> Yo, digesting the Azura Star must be. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to eat any Daedric uh, okay. artifact. That's like <laughs> up there with eating like raw what, wolf no, stuff. Um, what's the staff even... called? Um, of Shagorath. Uh, Jigalag? No. No. Wabajack. Jigalag is the anti Shagorath. I don't know why. I'm not deep throating the Wabajack. It's very upsetting. It just made me think of a poor surgeon in Skyrim just being like, why have you been putting the soul gems up there? God, have you got nothing to do on a Saturday night? That's a bad idea. It annoys you that the Wabajack doesn't work on. Uh, not, who's the dragon? Not Akatosh. Um, Alduin. Alduin. Why doesn't the Wobbajack work on Alduin? They 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 ruined that because well, surely you can't turn him into a like turn into a chicken would be so cool. Well, lore wise, yeah, it's because he eats chicken. the world and he's the reason we're ruins Dagon's and evil things. So Shiagora's hand me downs aren't going to do anything to him. <laughs> Gameplay wise, it's because turning the final boss into a sweet <laughs> roll is a little bit anticlimactic. I mean, I can't even use it on General Tullius or. Yeah, it's just such a waste. Waste uh, opportunity. Just, you just turn him into a chicken and he just comes up and like, we can share a strawberry tart. You're like, I love you. You're the best Daedric I love you. Ugh, so sidetracked, sorry. <laughs> I am not coping with the Elder. I'm not coping, chat. <laughs> Small question. Is the Anton the one where like they interacted with humans? Yeah, they... Uh... Yeah, that was uh, I was gonna get to that once I was oh, done. I just, with also, their... I just make sure I not go into it before we... Oh, yeah, no worry. Uh... 
So this is the yeah. bad, the ugly, and then there'll be the good next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> in some ways, not as bad because the soul stones were mostly intact. Uh, in others, far worse because there was only 20% of the living left and they were forced to put those soul stones into wraith constructs for their campaigns, which is the ghost robots I love so much. Cool models, very good. Uh, but it's like a step above grave robbing and necromancy as far as the Eldar are concerned. Like the Infinity Circuit's whole thing is you've done your part. You can finally rest from this hellhole of a galaxy. And then you rip them back out and tell them to go to war is basically what it is. So, but they just they just do not have the people to do anything else other than throw wraiths at uh, anything that bothers them. Which, to be fair, you know, throw wraith guard at anything, it'll probably swiftly resolve itself. They're quite strong. Uh, as for nowadays, with the Great Rift, they were under attack by Nurgle forces. Uh, Prince Uriel died and got. I, I'm pretty sure he was encased in snot. What? What? Yeah, Nurgle lore, I don't know, man. It's gross. <sighs> uh, thankfully, all those ghost robots meant that they wouldn't really get infected, because even if they did, they're well, they're made out of wraithbone, which is magical conjured up material, so nothing really for Nurgle to infect. So they, they decontaminated him, and then uh, the Inari brought him back to life. And speaking of the Inari, Ayantin is like neutral, in a way, on the Inari, like tentatively supporting them. Although, unlike a lot of the other craft worlds, it's not that they dislike the Yanari's whole thing. It's that they're already made of mostly of the dead. And if all of the dead go to join the god of the dead, they will no longer have enough craft world to make up a craft world. Uh, let alone, like, the few remaining living amongst the craft world. If they all leave, then they're just going to die out. So ungrateful. Right after Ben Solo get, transferred his life essence into Ray and Broy. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I mean, Prince Yuri, yeah, sorry, excuse me. The great Uno reverse card of the century, yeah. you know. Yeah. It really is the, the rise of the Skywalker. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's an unfair oh, comparison. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, in, in spite of reality teabagging them all of the time, uh, they're they're actually reasonably hopeful folk. Uh, you know, they like they like think they're these trials are them. You know, they've come through all of them on top, even if pretty severely beaten. Uh, you know, they're always looking to the galaxy with you know a little bit of hope. Not a lot. This is 40k, but you know a little bit. And uh, they're some of the only Eldar to really have proper colonies, not just either sitting on a maiden world or cleaning up a maiden world of people who live on it and then leaving, they actually like, we, we're not going to, we're not going to rebuild this empire if we don't get some people on the ground. So they do that. And uh, like you were saying, how they're very diplomatic. Uh, they would, you know, they would regularly at one point just have inquisitors uh, housed by their families on Iandin. Uh, and the, I, I believe I brought this up before in the podcast. The, the Eldar Witness Protection Program. Just position going, like, we will make sure. No, we'll give you a new identity. And he's like, no, just put this hat on. They won't know you're about your ears. It's just not so you pointy. have a weird dye that makes you really lean. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, they were just like an inquisitor just live I and for a bit. Uh, like I said, I brought it up. The, uh, the last Chancers Regiment, one of their members was in it because he just took an Eldar vehicle from I and for a joyride. Like they were on a diplomatic trip, which implies a couple of things like for one it's a regular and publicized enough occurrence that some random schmuck 
could just wander into an Eldar diplomatic meeting <laughs> while they're they're doing yeah. things and just like, steal the dude's car. <laughs> it's like a UN meeting for like world peace, and all of a sudden there's just a guy doing donuts in the front. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. What's going on? Uh, but also that clearly there was enough level of trust that again some random schmuck wasn't instantly gunned down by 500 aspect warriors guarding the diplomat that he could get to the point where he could just steal a car. So my ending, they seem to make friends and it usually pays off because the only reason they made it out of a high fleet cracking alive was because like I said, pretty much every craft world sent them some measure of reinforcements. Uh, So yeah, they're uh, diplomats, stoic. uh, In fact, they even get bonuses on the tabletop. Like to, to you know, kind of reinforce their just stoic resolve in the face of everything. Very, very cool dudes. Collect Iand and buy Wraith units. Paint, <laughs> painting yellow isn't that bad. <laughs> Why is the slander? I just mean like a why picture. Of, you they, know... Why wouldn't they want a cyclonic torpedo if they painted that crack world bright yellow? Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just asking for it. That's it's not my mind. Like people who are like it's Imperial Fist fans and uh, Iron fans just like clasping together. It's really not that bad. You just need contrast paints, honestly. White, you, uh... white is the real misery paint. White is yeah, hell. It really is. You have to get airbrush, airbrush, uh, brothers, and there's no problem. Yeah, I'll be doing my mentors soon, hopefully. So upgrade your gear. You can get an airbrush on Amazon for like. 70 quid <laughs> there's so many paints Everything back there though <laughs> use them you can you can still use them in the airbrush you just like plop it in yeah you, you have dilute down. you just dilute them down oh mm-hmm. shit. I, I didn't know it's kind of a pain to clean because you have to clean it every time you want to change color uh, yeah. but yeah it's still nice it's really good i mean you kind of need to do that with a brush too it's just that's just you know dip 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 yeah uh, yeah. But yeah, that's you know basics of Iandin. You know, I'll probably ask this after every craft world. Any any questions? Any queries about good old good old Iandin? I have one, which is about how um, it's their color scheme, just in general of Eldar craft worlds. Why yes. is it so bright? <laughs> it's so bright because <laughs> it looks cool. I don't know why are space <laughs> marine. Why is space marine armor so bright? Look at the Alpha Legion. Look at the Thousand mm. Suns. Oh. But I think back to like even in the early editions when they were doing all the artwork. Like, even right. then, like all the of forty k was bright at that point. <laughs> yeah. Never no, even the yeah, like the El- giant the, what, like yellow titan. Just like hello guys. The Eldar yeah, seem to avoid like the grim dark aesthetic though, quite heavily. They're almost like I mean, in some regards they precede the grim dark to an extent. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. there's the war in heaven, but then there was like a long period of just like we're having fun. Oh no! As much as I hate to, drugs. this would be a weird thing to bring up. Uh, was it Dawn of War? Dawn of War three trailer, Do you know the howling banshees <laughs> and that and they made, or even yeah. um, yeah. Or the like death the... of, yeah, like the 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 guy who did the death of hope animation, and he put a howling, yeah. ban- there's a howling banshee in there, and that one looks like ancient bone and stuff. I thought like, oh man, like it looks like ancient bone armor. Mm. I mean, and I does, always it... thought that'd be way cooler for the general aesthetic of the Eldar, where it's like it literally looks like ancient armor rather than Power Rangers go go go. Personally, I love the Go Go Power Rangers armor. Yeah, Me I do have um, I do have a question. Not not about this particular, but is is it Shamhain that has the bright red and they go fast? Yes. Yeah, baby. Is that where the orcs get it from? It no, might. Like, Redlings go faster because <laughs> of them. Uh, I don't know. Surely, I don't think they've ever confirmed it, but you know, 
orc culture is stealing things from other cultures. You know, no reason that they didn't it's look a lot at of British. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no reason. You I'm not to say know, that. Imagine. Say, yeah, yeah. We love tea so much, even though we stole it from China. Like, yeah, it's our thing now. Like, hang on, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, no reason. You know, you can't assume that's where the orcs got it from. Simon goes quite fast. Yeah, and I do like any purple ones. And having like, they're quite fast. Uh, I believe there's, fast. yeah, there's purple ones. I think Mimara, no, Mimara's like aqua. Uh, what's the purple there's one? The, I just wanted to think the stealthy ones. Then the there's, old there's like, I think Alton like, Sar. Yeah, Alton Sar is like uh, maroon purple. There's like there's, maybe 10 side craft worlds, and yet they all have less lore than like 300 successor chapters. But. Whatever. They have less law than the successor chapter that has no chapter badge and one paragraph. It's like, yeah, yeah, literally. Less than that. <laughs> the, the, the average Eldar craft world has less lore than the fucking Genesis chapter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pay. Oh, pay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's my like just general question, but I don't have anything specific to Iand. Oh. Like, I think yeah. I do wish they get more Prince Uriel stuff just because he's I wish he gets a, or a new one. Cool. He's so cool. Make him plastic. His model's not that bad, but it's resin. That's my question. That's all good. Yeah. All right. With that, uh Biltan. Eli, you wanna you wanna do some, yeah, some Biltan lore? I feel like you've you've been waiting for it. Take it away. Yeah, is probably my favorite. Them or same hand, but Biltan's pretty awesome. You know the Navy SEALs copy pasta? <laughs> do, you, do you do Andy and Hal do you know that? All right, well, I'll send it in the. I'll I'll throw it in the Discord, and I can <laughs> guarantee. Oh Lord above! <laughs> it's the. Let's this... see if I can find it. I I found I it. Might be able to share it on the on the stream as well if I can see it. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that in general, anyways. I enjoy reading. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This one for Chad is the. Uh... <laughs> I'll have oh, you know yeah. I graduated <laughs> top of my class in Navy SEALs and I've been involved in numerous secret raids in Al Qaeda, etc. Oh, etc. Et uh Beeltan oh, yeah. is essentially the Navy SEALs copy pasta guy, except every word in the copy pasta is actually true. And it's uh if you gave like, you know, the I don't know what it would be, like the European equivalent, but like the reserves kid, the ROTC kid in school who posts like return to tradition edits. Uh if you gave that guy <laughs> 500 years of military training and sci-fi guns and then had him read industrial society and his future <laughs> and that's your average dude from Beale to end pretty much wow so if you uh they're the kind of guys who would get in an argument with the imperials on who's more racist and they would <laughs> they would uh, vehemently try to win that one so yeah, he, so you're telling me these are like in-shape redditors <laughs> maybe, me, maybe like the opposite of your average redditor maybe like in shape four channers i guess let me, let me let me put it this way you know like the death watch and their rabid hatred of xenos comes from intense levels of indoctrination and brainwashing to get them to just despise xenos yeah. that is the default state of blt at <laughs> <laughs> least yeah. racist member of blt <laughs> so yeah if you if you're a Xenos hater, then you'll probably appreciate Beeltan. They kind of remind me of the Necrons. Uh, they have a similar kind of goal as Necrons as well, as they want to, you know, see the extinction and eradication of every other species in the galaxy that isn't the Eldar, essentially. Their whole thing is they want to return to the glory days of the Eldar, and they're very optimistic people, so they've been staging a lot of 
like assaults and retaking of maiden worlds and they as they think the maiden worlds will be the staging point for the uh return of the eldar which they think is going to happen any day now guys it'll happen any day i swear we'll stop losing any day now so they're working really hard they're all about military and tradition so naturally they have the most aspect warriors uh out of anyone else as it's actually a coming of age ritual to walk the path of the warrior they also have the most exarchs and uh the exarchs because mo most craft worlds the seer council is the highest place in government but for Bealtan, it's also shared with the council of exarchs called the court of the young king who uh they generally elect a young king who will then be sacrificed, of course, to summon the Avatar of Cain. So if you like the Avatar of Cain on the tabletop, Biltan's not a bad way to glow, to go. Let's see. I, like we said, they worked with the Anon after the fall, and they wrecked some chaos, but then they stopped being friends, sadly. They have definitely the coolest armies with the most fancy tech of all the Eldar for the most part. Their whole thing is the sword win, which is uh, Bazak Cain. Bazak Cain, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, the whole idea is like one swift strike, uh, complete and utter obliteration in like the blink of an eye type of thing. So they have lots of wave serpents and falcons and they just zoom up and they kill you pretty much. They're, in ninth edition, their like tabletop rules was I think you got to reroll a wound and you would battle focus on a three or more. You could never roll a one or a two. So that was nice. They're just fast guys. One of the cooler things in their armory, uh, one of the engines evolved, so super heavies, is a monofilament like giant cannon tank thing. Uh, and the cannon has bacteria and wraithbone parasites in it that will just eat and destroy anything it touches. Basically, they use it to cleanse the worlds, but all the other Eldar kind of hate them for that because it was originally made to like more like terraform and do nice things and make life, but they're using it to destroy life. So, you know, it's, it's also a walking war cry. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But to be fair, real good at getting rid of orcs and tyranids, all those spores. Yeah. yeah. Hard to have a Geneva uh, convention when Geneva was wiped off the map <laughs> in, their, in their sort of uh, life. Andy's leaving on his favorite Eldar. How could he do such a thing? It's all right. Favorite uh, Eldar? <laughs> That's a good one. And Andy's favorite well, Eldar is a dead one. <laughs> yeah, fair. Exactly. The only good Eldar is a... Oh, the crawls out of their called, yeah. stinking craft world. <laughs> we don't like your kind around here, boy. Uh, um, what was it again? Oh, yeah, the... Speaking of Andy, I guess the Imperium doesn't like the Bealtan, obviously, but at the same time, Bealtan does just as good of a job as killing all the other Xenos races as they do killing humans, so it's like kind of they're kind of useful, even though they you know are kind of scary at the same time. If you're a um, colony on a maiden world, and you know it doesn't matter, maybe you've lived there for like twenty thousand years, uh, but Bealtan sees that as the blink of an eye, obviously, and they're gonna wipe you off the face of the planet, every man, woman, and child, of course, because you know you're human being, you're freaking inferior <laughs> vermin to them, so. They, out of here. they do make the offer to take people away, but you know, <laughs> it's not legit. I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> no, they will do it, but you know, I don't think they're gonna be heartbroken if you say no. Then they're gonna go, yeah. All right, we were hoping you would say, Yeah, no. yeah very much. Rolls up sleeves. <laughs> they uh, they have allied with Imperials from time to times, especially to fight like orcs because. 
they hate orcs more than all the other Xenos, which I think is kind of a feeling shared by most people who hate everyone in the galaxy. Uh, but oftentimes they'll fight beside you, and then once the orcs are dead, they'll turn around and just kill you afterwards as well. But I know, <laughs> thanks, thanks I, for the help. Yeah, I know that there was a time. At least I haven't read the book, but I hear about it everywhere. Is that they allied with uh, some Talon Desert Raiders once? I think. Yeah, and it was uh, actually there, went well. There was something with like a chaos artifact on Talarn that uh, you know, they saw that Talarn, you know, like they helped him secure it, and Talarn's pretty good at keeping Talarn chaos free, uh, as evidenced mm. by them clowning on the Iron Warriors. <laughs> Common Pergarabo L, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Uh, they're like, yeah, you guys, you know, here's we're gonna lock this in a box for you, keep it safe. And the mm. Desert Raiders are like, we'll do. Hey, Eli, if your wife became a Bealtown Eldar warrior, what would I do? I don't know, bro. What, what, what would I do? He'd be dead, he'd <laughs> 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 get genocided. <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but what was I even down talking about? Because it's uh, <laughs> like seven foot tall, yeah, Jesus. Oh, um, they do take the occasional W, though. I think out of all the Eldar, Bealtan takes a lot of dubs, which is nice. It's something. Um, they have their little, uh, like, it's like a Hall of Heroes type of place where they categorize all of the spirit stones of people who died in battle, and they categorize them by what battle they died in. And they often go to those guys for advice on stuff. Kind of neat. Let me see. They are... Oh, I would say there was like a, I, th I don't remember what it's from, but like they, they beat 10 space Marine chapters and like two whole segmentum fleets once. Yeah. Very Hell nice. Yeah. They, there is a little story where they outsmart the Raven guard and kill all of them too, which is pretty cool. So, you know, they have all the, if you want Eldar that, you know, don't lose all the time, <laughs> then, win. then yeah, Beal's hand's pretty good. I think, I mean, the other guys, yeah, they're, they're not mentioned enough to win enough, I guess. Like, LA Talk just got bodied the uh, in lore last I checked, so well, whatever. Um, they oh, are. Great point, though, with that. Is anyone ever sad when a Raven Guard dies? No. Yeah, it's just real <laughs> sad. I never ever felt sad about a Raven Guard dying. You just hear people going, <laughs> The real never question, more. Hal, is if a tree is around in the forest, or if a tree falls in the forest, yeah. no one's around to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah does, exactly. does anyone write a Raven Guard book? <laughs> if there's a book that's been written and no one's allowed to read it does it exist no. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't see any space reason in the entire book it's just oh, the raven guard are so good at hiding i can't even find their lore where is it <laughs> poor guys they're still space marines though so they still take more dubs than uh yeah the average strike is pretty raven dog do clown on tau they get clowned yeah, they on did. by tau yeah, good. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for the greater good. <laughs> oh, but back in the day, and still nowadays, but not so much because you know they got blown up. But they would follow this kind of like warden's path throughout the galaxy, and they would retake Maiden worlds and cleanse the places of all the vermin, so that you know for the rise of the Eldar, they were kind of like uh, Anarchy of the Traveler types. You know, he goes around and goes to Tomb Worlds and gets rid of all the colonists and reawakens his people and stuff. They're very, very similar to that, in my opinion. Uh, during the 13th Black Crusade, or at least around it, the Battle of Bealtan occurred. Scarbrand punched a hole in the webway, or not the webway, like the warp or whatever, and the mass <laughs> jumped out. And 
she went into the center of Beale's hand somehow. I didn't read uh, the freaking supplement codex or whatever back then. I'm pretty then. sure it's part of the Inari book, so. Yeah, also, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, you couldn't pay me enough to read those things, so <laughs> sorry. Um, but the mask, the mask went into the world, and she corrupted the spirit circuit with Slanesh demons, which is like the most horrific thing you could imagine if you're the poor spirits in there. Um, so the defenses and the Wraithbone were very hard-pressed and kind of already breaking. But then uh, the Inari showed up with uh, Yvrain. Yvrain kind of helped them out. She went to the World Spirit uh, Center, took out the Crone Sword, and summons the Incarn, which then was too much for Biltan to handle, and it got blown into a bunch of pieces. Uh, but it didn't kill them all, which is nice. They took a long time to regrow, obviously, but of all the craft worlds, they're the most optimistic and they still took the victory for what it was. And they kind of unified quickly and got back at it. So their craft world is more like a fleet now than an actual craft world. It's just a bunch of pieces flying together. Yeah. Didn't when they, you know, I did that, didn't they consume a huge amount of the infinity circuits like undead? Or the, yes. That dead. also happened. So they were probably like, thank you for saving us. You ate my grandmother, my <laughs> grandfather, my mom yeah and you you turned you turned turn my mom into a weapon <laughs> and you would have got dad too but slanesh got him first yeah seriously. that's a great sentence how you turned my mom into a weapon <laughs> i mean literally <laughs> oh so yeah she both just said here i'll save you and then blew up the craft world but she did save them in the end i guess so you know whatever it yeah. worked that's it the works mask of slanesh, i think just for, for clarification with the demon yeah yeah she yeah. showed yeah. up and goofed on them a little bit it was when the mask and scar brand were fighting together this this was like i don't want to admit this but this was like five or six or seven years ago i'm pretty sure that this uh, one came out I mean... <laughs> with the rise of gilliman isn't it the, uh, yeah, yeah it was yep. the yanari was going on at the same time that is somehow almost old lore at this point which is Gilliman's insane. been back for a hot minute guys he's been back for yeah a while. i know i and i haven't even i'm still I'm, i must be like 20 years behind at this point because i haven't even gotten to those books at this point seven, in time. seven years <laughs> gilliman's been back in the imperium that's insane i feel like the book series that gets most brushed over is the psychic awakening stuff and was like oh yeah, yeah that exists yeah you can't, you can't buy the books they're not actual books they're a supplement well, codex yeah, yeah yeah but the well, even beyond that all the events stuff, like but... usually codex events still are worth something but leave like psychic awakening you feel think the re the reaction everyone had to that was yeah that sure was a thing yeah, <laughs> they did it too quickly. I think though, I think they had um, they've made a Fall of Cadia book now, like yeah. an actual Fall of Cadia book, and everyone said it was mm -hmm. really really good. But then there's still no how do I think people often be like, well, how did the Primarch come back? Oh, he's in this supplement thing that you can't buy anymore, the yeah. Gathering Storm. Oh yeah, you can't when, buy it. When when did the Psychic Awakening happen again? Was that like 2019, 2020? 2017, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. my oh, well, gosh. in that case, the previous major <laughs> event they did in their settings was the end times. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> so They I were probably so, a little bit yeah. cautious with that. <laughs> Fair. Holy cow. <laughs> Your previous really setting shaking event. Ideas. Oh, it's just there's no man. good platform for the whole. Like, there's a bunch of interesting, like, coinciding stories it's like oh the great rift all the psych and the elder are like oh more psychers that's weird Ugh. many books mm. not really no <laughs> the law where belisarius call meets Trazen is in the gathering mm. storm supplement again you can't buy it and i managed to find a spider. copy of it from like someone i know 
So like I would get that excerpt when I did like a old um Trazen and Oricon video. But I was like, how the hell is anyone gonna find the interact other other than the game, the actual mm-hmm. like Battlefield Gothic game? There's no like actual way to find the interaction. I was saying, yeah, and w- with that one, you didn't characters. even need, you didn't even need to buy the supplement in the first place. You could just watch the cutscene from Battlefleet Gothic. <laughs> yeah, and some of Battlefleet Gothic isn't canon because Spire kills Abaddon. You're like, oh my, <laughs> it's <laughs> canon in my heart. I mean, yeah. thank God that game exists just for the cutscene. So, mm-hmm. but the four really was, that. that was uh, what's his, that was Valorax like claim to fame, just reposting the cutscenes. Pretty much, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, like the most viewed videos are just the cutscenes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, DJ B said, Eli, what would you do if your wife was a Wraith Knight? Which I think is a pretty funny. The night sized Titan construct. <laughs> Climb on in. Yep. Piloting. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, DJ Beast, unless unless his wife has a twin, she can't be a Wraith Knight. Oh, yeah, Aww. true. <laughs> oh, we have a donation from Incoming Backup, a classic fella. Thank you. I am returned once more from the army to remind thee of the existence of Boingob. Boing. He forever remain crispy and delicious. <laughs> also, you guys rock. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. He would be a Praise pretty God. delicious roast. The real question is, if Boingob could consume a craft world, which one? <laughs> like, how All big of them. is his gob? Yeah, true. Such is his might. Such is his might of Boingob, the father of all squigs, for people who would oh, understand. Yeah. I've got yeah, a new I... orc warband that praises Boingob mm. and has all their iconography about him and rides squigs into battle. That's all I want. <laughs> That'll be on our merchandise when we get around to it. True. <laughs> I, re- I read yes. some leaks. That's how they're going to, when the Emperor finally dies on the Golden Throne, that's how they're going to... Plus, plug the demon hole and have Boingob eat it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he rides into battle. Just cast the Astronomicon. Boingob's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he, he's the real Tyranid I mind. Exactly. Oh, well, that, uh, that's that's all I have on Bealtan. Um, there's probably there's probably more, but uh, so I have not read every Eldar book. So just a couple things. Uh, like you said, they got they got back pretty quickly after Bealtan itself. Like the main thing, you know, kind of blew up. Uh, they they proceeded to learn no amount of humility, <laughs> and if anything, even though their numbers were reduced because they either died and were eaten by Slamesh or taken by the Inari, uh, it just made them focus more on like smaller surgical strikes, and they've only gotten better at it, especially because now they're not just one craft world. They can take a whole fleet and go anywhere with it, so now they're even more obnoxious if you're an <laughs> Imperial commander and suddenly... This dude is telling you to evacuate the planet now. So they're not uh, like the Death Star, they're like the Rebel Fleet now. Yeah, except the Rebel yeah, Fleet if it was like not episode nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh they it's uh, everyone. Oh my god. <laughs> you, they're just regular people. <laughs> feel feel free to blow your load now, guys. Look, it's all of these cool ships. Oh uh, man. Yeah. So uh, silly. They, they've got a pretty close relations with the Exodites because they mm-hmm. are so upset def- defending Maiden Worlds uh, that oftentimes Exodites will like fill in their ranks uh, to kind of make sure Bielton, if they're you know short a couple Eldar, uh, they'll give you a hand. Uh, they, uh, and they're basically the only Eldar you could hope that could hope to wage something like a conventional war. They obviously, you know, they prefer the sword win or sword win and the sudden strikes, but. If need be, they could, you know, like build fortifications, hold down, bunker down, that sort of thing. 
they you know prefer not to because it's just not how the Eldar wage war. But given their numbers and everything, they're the only ones that probably could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say they fight a lot less uh, conservative than the rest of the Eldar do. Yeah, they're, all, they're a lot less scared of dying. Dying in battle is uh, how they the best way to die, in their opinion. Yeah. Uh, did I? Let's see. Uh, yeah, not the biggest fans of the Inari. <laughs> but, uh, can't recent, blame them. Recent yeah. events included. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's. I believe that's Belton. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Now, next we got a. I mean, actually, I'm going to go out of order. I had it. I don't want to get Ali talk out of the way. They're not. They're not fun. I do <laughs> Five not minutes. Care. Do not care for Ali talk. Uh, despite being blue. one of the, they're blue and yellow instead of yellow and blue, like I am. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, they're totally different things, guys. I swear. Indeed. They've done it in the wrong order. They uh, they are the strictest of all the Eldar craft worlds with the pass system and discipline, or and uh. They're, they are all about it. And arrogant to the point that it makes most of the other Eldar that have to interact <laughs> with them tell them to shut up. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like also like they're so strict to the point that most of the Eldar who are born on Ally Talk will want to leave Ally Talk because <laughs> it's so like strict and repressive with how close you need to follow the caste system. Uh, which means short of basically people like the Harlequins or certain like really high up inquisitors, they have the best like scouts and information gathering network in the galaxy. Uh, they've got Rangers across, uh, the, all of the galaxy feeding them information. They've got tons of Corsairs harassing fleets that might come to, uh, harm the craft world because they all do still, you know, Ali talk is their home, but for the love of God, it's like, they do not want to be home for longer than they have to be. So, They've uh, they've got a lot of people out there, which on the plus side, again, you know, they've got they've got like these probably the best warning systems in the galaxy with all the information they get. Uh, on the downside, very small army because everyone born in the craft world thinks it's boring in hell is just <laughs> and just stuffy and suffocating. So when they when they fight, especially against the Imperium usually does not go super hot, which is another one of those things where I'm going to deliver you pure unfiltered copium on this. In <laughs> uh, you know, in the, the magical background lore of things, where, <laughs> you know, it's like where the, it calls the Tyranids the greatest threat, and then we see 10 unbroken Tyranid defeats in a row. Uh, they theoretically have a pretty decent record against other factions in the galaxy, uh, because they've, you know, they're all Rangers and Corsairs. It's Imperial commanders out of all the Eldar. Like it's like fighting ally talk is like fighting ghosts. Uh, they're there one minute, and then your commander has a hole in his head, and then they're gone. On the other hand, in the actual lore events we get, it is ally talk getting beat the hell up <laughs> by everyone and shoved into a locker for being big stupid nerds. Uh, there was a what was it? What was it? There was one event were a pretty small amount of, you know, Space Marine Guardsmen and, like, the Mechanicus. Like, it was a lot of, like, different factions of the Imperium involved, but relatively speaking, not that many of them. Just kind of show up and just start smashing the craft world to bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, it's, 
It just sucks. To, <laughs> it just, just sucks to be Ally Talk. If you play Ally Talk, I'm so, I don't know how. I'm so I think sorry. they're cool. It, it it's, weird, too uh, it's very reminiscent of the whole Dark Eldar. Like the whole of Comorob basically got screwed by one salamander ship or something. Yeah, because because the Eldar are not allowed to win. Because they cause they get <laughs> it's like one salamander ship which has like probably less than a hundred space marines in it and all of Comra was like this is a problem we can't deal with this you know what i mean space marines in their corridors <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. think they also got ganged up on by all of the necron characters i think that was a late talk which is unfortunate i think it's worth saying that they are the the army that they do have is really good though because they're so like into the paths that they're very perfectionist so they have some of the best aspect warriors <laughs> i feel like so yeah and for what it's worth like that battle i was talking about like the eldar to imperium death ratio is like one to a thousand or some shit like that <laughs> it's just the eldar do not do wars of attrition they lose those pretty pretty hard and the imperium it could be one to a million and they would consider it a resounding win mm-hmm a comment by um, Engineer of all, he says, uh, Alatox saved the Crimson Fists from extinction, though. Traitor's Gorge in Rin's world. You've got to give oh, yeah, I remember that, actually. That. That's a little, that's like Codex that. story. They all, even. like, ominous, and they were like, ah, but we'll get you next time. Like, oh, <laughs> why? Leave yeah, my fair. boys alone. Pedro's nice. Vote for Pedro. <laughs> they, have a great, they have a great fleet as well. That's a thing. Yeah, they're yeah, like it's like part of the like the corsairs and the uh, like just their you know fleet. This craft world feels very like, good. It, this feels like the energy of it. Sure is a craft world. <laughs> <laughs> it's cooler when you read it in the codex and you got all the pretty pictures and stuff. I swear, it's it's definitely a craft world, <laughs> dude. Undoubtedly, that craft world is there. <laughs> <laughs> and Illich Knight's uh, engineer of all says the oh sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. Uh the the path of the Eldar series is about Eldar from Craft or Lila Talk. So hey, one of like two Eldar focused books in existence is uh is all about them. <laughs> They're yeah, my one two, but probably a solid fifty percent of them. <laughs> <laughs> the cope, the coping of like, just please, more Eldar level, please. <laughs> I will also say I have uh, built in uh, uncharitable feelings about them because when I was first getting the Warhammer, I was like, damn, I like Iandan a lot, but I keep confusing them and Ally Talk's color scheme. <laughs> uh, so when I was first Hopefully looking, they at betrayed it, I was like, you. In so I was, yeah, so I was like, Ally Talk, they're the blue and yellow. I, I've heard yellow is a nightmare to paint. I only have to paint a little bit of yellow. And then I found out, no, I actually had to paint almost entirely yellow, and I blame Ally Talk for that. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, but that's uh, unfortunately not a canon reason for to dislike them. That's just me being an idiot. <laughs> so we'll, we'll probably have something we don't like in Warhammer. That we don't have a legitimately good reason to <laughs> yeah. not dislike. Probably. I think, Colin, you you rap on the uh, Alpha Legion. <laughs> I fully like, consider that a legitimate reason. No, no, okay. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna what, get me on your, this. What's one. your legitimate grievance with them? I I don't think their mysteries are good mysteries. I think it all ends in. But maybe we were lying to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should have had one author do all of their books and kept it at that. I like, think imagine, it does make sense though. Like, imagine if really I ended this podcast. Better. I was just going to say, with, with one author doing all the books, you do have things like the Salamander Taurus Heresy book. So it's a, nah, it can be a bad thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, imagine, Hal, if I ended this podcast, and the last thing I told everyone was, <laughs> actually, maybe I just lied to you about every single thing I just said. <laughs> That's an Alpha Legion book. Oh, good. Thanks. I'm you know glad what? I, at least I that wasted would make it, my time. At least that would give it a, a place where they can make more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can already make more of it. It's, there are five million craft worlds that have two pages of lore. It. Tops. the alpha legion is to give you five million pages and then go yeah but like we lie what if what if not true what if Uh, unreal yeah engine five what's your eli what's your uh, hot take though what's the thing you don't like thousand sons i guess but i do i don't like hate them i just don't think they're that cool and death guard death guard and thousand sons i'm not a big fan i don't hate them i think everything in warhammer is cool but like Especially the new age like Death Guard look, I just don't like it. I think they look silly and cartoony. You look forty forty k thousand suns is nothing compared to thirty k thousand suns. You 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 ask me my irrational hatred like I don't maul every time corn is brought up for no other reason than my first Warhammer game and got bodied by him on the tabletop. I got world eatered. I, uh... I just I dislike Vulcan. That's Jeez. gonna get any hate from people though. It's yeah. just because Vulcan's whole thing is like he's kind of nice, and then there's like there's there's no depth to him really. They're really like the dude is a yeah. puddle. And, like in terms of like I I I like that like little mo- my favorite part about Vulcan is the fact that him hugging Dawn and Dawn being uncomfortable with it. Because mm-hmm. that shows more about Rogel Dawn being like yeah sure come in but like, you know awkwardly <laughs> tapping him on the shoulder. It's a very aesthetic puddle you would see in like a nice art painting, but it is yeah. a puddle. <laughs> I like salamanders though, because they. Yeah. Have, but Vulcan again is just. There's no. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. They just don't. Like you know what you know. I was I was gonna rant about. This. I was like a massive side panel, but I, the problem with Vulcan is he doesn't have like a thing in his legion where like there's a fatal flaw. Like the Raven Guard, even though they have barely any lore, they have one which is basically like some of their oh. marines get super depressed. They do have a fatal flaw. It's called the Horus Heresy book series. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true. It's uh, called Istvan. But everyone's mm. got, like, even Gilliman's, like, Legion had, like, oh, they had a group which is, like, they're a bit too, you know, these are a bit too crazy, these guys. And we only use them. It's like, yeah. Mm. Vol- like, all the salamanders are, like, we are all noble at heart. There's not one of them that's, like, yeah, I, mean, I kind of liked I it think- when he kill that Eldar giant. I think the flaw is that they're so willing to just, like, martyr themselves. It's like, guys, could you not just throw yourselves in front of these civilians every charge you get? We are losing a lot of men. They oh, weren't the, even in danger. They the were, like, Salamander, meters away. The Vulcan Primark book is him hammering on the forge for ten hours going, can I go into battle mm. yet, father? No, <laughs> not yet. Oh, can I? And at the very end he goes, yes. And that's the <laughs> entire book. The, Vul- oh, the, Val- the poor Idis is bad. The poor salamanders and like Vulcan have no like struggle. It's oh, so annoying. Sorry, we're here to talk about Eldar. And then to he did he did murder Eldar child. So that he did do that. That was the uh, that was the best part. They should have explored that more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the fact that a, a guy like that, he was meant to be so kind and nice, could falter so horribly. Could just torture child. Isn't that his most interesting part? If he had not, if there was no yeah, Vulcan child true. moment, would you even? You know what I mean? Like, is he even interested? It's all people ever talk about when they mention him, to be fair. Exactly. <laughs> he's, got, he, he's nice and he burned a kid. <laughs> yeah. Gave him, oh. gave him the old Iwo Jima. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, he's, it's like the uh, 
be so nice like, to 1,000 kids and nobody bats an eye. Burn one child and all of a sudden <laughs> you're the child burner. <laughs> Poor uh, Vulcan. Oh, that reminds me of the whole, like, you know, you know, listen, if I play one football game a year, am I a footballer? It's like, no. Okay, okay, <laughs> so if I sleep with one dude, I mean, you call me gay? <laughs> you fuck one goat. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly everyone's oh, all man. judgmental. Ooh. Uh, Andy, I would just like to say you made another mistake with the poll because you're implying anyone's a fan of the end times. Yeah. True. There's got to be a, at least for. a couple of them, surely. I, it's not that bad. I refuse to believe that human being exists. Sigurdur <laughs> <laughs> said, uh, damn it, that child was 100 years old, maybe, kinda. It's possible a lot younger, maybe 50, maybe older, maybe younger. <laughs> Well, actually, no, I remember I remember having a comments in one of my old YouTube videos of somebody like <clears throat> vehemently defending the end time, saying it was beautiful lore and it was like perfect and amazing. It's like, oh, my gosh. Mm. I wonder if that guy's doing OK. Rarest Pepper to say Hell's oh, Reach showed the Salamander's flaw. They refused to risk civilians by going on the offensive, causing more long or causing long term death. <clears throat> I don't think that Is was that their flaw that they're nice. <laughs> that that wasn't their flaw. That was meant to show the flaw of the Black Templars that the Black Templars were willing to sacrifice. They don't. They were willing to like possibly let all the civilians die just to kill one orc leader. Mm. Whereas the Salam, it didn't necessarily. To fair, it's, it's a good point to be fair, but I don't, that's not like the Salamander's fatal flaw. That was the Black Templars are the exception to the rule. You know, not every Space Marine Legion would do what the Black Templars did. Yeah. Mm. Uh... Hey, Next craft one, I think. I, was, I, yeah. I, I, I think, I think we're done with Ali Talk. Uh, yeah. Eli, I hope that guy from your channel has testicular torsion. <laughs> what does uh, that say? Uh, oh, the end times guy. Vulcan Thank you, Andy, for the drawings. It says Vulcan lives in brackets. She doesn't. No. Poor Eldar child. Oh. Well, Caleb Collins here with a slander. He says Colin has admitted to finding the end times sounding cool when he first read it. Yeah, because I didn't know what Warhammer was yet. Yeah, I was I was 14 when it happened, and I thought it was cool. But then they got rid of the cool army that I just made, and so I didn't find it so cool anymore. Malekith, where are you? Yeah, literally. Uh, but uh, yeah, next one, Simon. Uh <clears throat> You can uh you can safely assume going forward that you know these elder are all a little bit more loose with the whole you know unending discipline shtick that the rest of them are all about. Uh, like Bieltan, this is the other major craft role that is not ruled by its seer council. Uh, instead, they have a clan-based society, and the clan chieftains all cast a vote on major matters of the craft world. Uh, the seer council they they have does have one vote, and obviously any chieftains, you know, if they want advice or some future seeing done, they're, they're feel they they're free to go ask the seer council for some advice and guidance. But in terms of like practical influence, seer council on Simhan is not nearly as influential as it is on the other craft worlds. <clears throat> uh, they're not. I see, you know, I said they're, you know, not as, you know, strict as the Elder Eldar. They're not the Dark Eldar. They're not, you know, complete degenerates. They're not evil and ruining everything. They're they're more laid back, is how I like to think about it. They're uh, they're content to just go with the flow. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't fall into vice like the former Eldar. They do still have the path system, and they are still, you know, determined to not fall back into what the rest of their race did. But they're, you know, also not limiting themselves from, you know, the the little, the you know, the little joys of life, 
life like the rest of the Eldar are. <clears throat> uh, this does cause some level of distrust from the other Eldar who see them as barbarians. But, you know, it means that I, at least I would argue, they probably have the most pleasant life out of any of the craft worlds. If you had to pick one to live on, Simhan would probably be a good bet. Uh, I'd also like to apologize to Dredanon, who taught us how to say all of these words properly, and I don't remember <laughs> them. Uh, that's my bad. Although he's pretty chill about it. I mean, I did mention, like, I sent him a message while going, I'm going to reference one of them in a video. How do you pronounce it? He's like, you can pronounce them however you like. It's your video. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's very chill with it. He's very nice. I just remember because we, we had a mod, he told us, and I was like, fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool. I wish I could remember any of the inflections or even how it was spelled or how it sounded. I don't know. It's just magical. Oh, well, I can words. remember how it's spelled. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not illiterate. Phonetically, well, <laughs> how it's spelled. Ah, uh, fair enough. Uh, they will settle any issues or disputes amongst each other with... Uh, with a duel to first blood, which usually doesn't result in death, but it's not necessarily an unexpected thing if someone dies and they just, uh, they're not happy when that happens, but they're like, hey, it's a valid way to win the duel, first blood. If you cut a guy's head off, you did get first blood, presumably. So, you know, it, it does happen. Uh, uh, yeah, and they're, uh, one of their biggest thing is clan honor. Uh, the reason they have all these clans is that before the paths were implemented, but after, you know, Slanesh Slaneshed all over the galaxy and the Eldar in particular, they uh, decided they would in like restructure the society based around clans in order to like focus people's energies on something other than rampant hedonism. So that has kind of ended up with like clan honor being the end all be all. Uh, but not lame like over in Battletech. Fuck the clans. I was just trying uh, to find something because Dreadnon commented on a post of mine <clears throat> not long ago asking about um, <clears throat> questions you want to ask about Warhammer Law. And he'd said, um, What's Angron's problem? Slash question mark, question mark, question mark. And I just, <laughs> and I remember that my reply was inflation. <laughs> so, so I just remember that <laughs> reference there. He, he, he commented on mine. He commented on my last community post because all he said was return the slab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking curse. We, we, we need him back on for the tier list or something. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, with their whole you know obsession about honor and everything, it's usually honor amongst the clans, which is kind of result of them being pretty isolated about galactic uh, affairs at large. They'd instead rather duel each other, just stick to their own thing, enjoy life, or, you know, race each other, go fast. Not really concerning themselves with the rest of reality if they can help it. Uh, which is why their insular nature and laid-back latitude, or at attitude, good lord, uh, <laughs> it does kind of let them get along a little bit better with, you know, the Imperium and other races across the galaxy. Uh, not no, not much better. They're not Iandin actively going out of the way to use diplomacy, but they're also not Bieltan, who see you have moved next door and are going to glass the neighborhood because of it. Damn. Uh, they you know they just, they do their thing. Uh, the they're actually a decent bit of lore about them because between uh, they were both on Vigilus, and if you remember that uh, Eldritch Omens box, it was them versus the Chaos. Uh, they like the Hell Drake, the New Ra Rangers, yeah. actually. Decent bit of recent lore, surprisingly. 
Great Rift and Yunari, when that came around. Uh, oh, pardon me, I skipped a bit. Uh, Simon also fully returns uh, the like little bit of mistrust that the other Eldar have for them, just because they think they're all boring and stuffy and need to get over themselves. They'll work with each other when need be, but for, you know, Ulthway, for example, when Ulthway starts pulling its, you know, Zinch, all-seeing, future mystic crap, they will tell them to go to hell and quit using them. Like, they do not have any patience for that crap. Uh, anyway, back to Great Rift and Nari. It, it, as with all Eldar, it shook things up. Uh, they, of course, did their best to ignore it at first, as they do everything that goes on in the world. Could Found out they couldn't really do that. Uh, a Nurgle invasion led to them having to jettison a decent chunk of the craft world, so I know you were kind of asking earlier, Hal. Uh, that had to just had to get rid of it, which incidentally, I think the, well, yeah, one, it smelled like, you know, dog shit. <laughs> uh, two, I think there was like some lore about like Eldar, like insects or Nurgle stuff coming out of that, uh, which will of course never get a model because chaos, you know, would be too fun to watch. So not getting that. Damn, Harry, the comments <laughs> calling out Eli. <laughs> Poor Eli tired, like all married. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm a sleepy guy. What can I say? Eli, Eli works hard, very hard. He's yeah, doing he's college doing and YouTube, as well as this. Marriage, yeah. he's doing his, his studies and everything. I'm getting ripped. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Busy boy. Yeah. Uh, they also uh, don't end up being the biggest fans of the Yanari either, because uh, while your reign was in a meeting with them, Drizar, uh, the you know the Dark Eldar Phoenix Lord guy found uh, his way through to Saimhan through a portal that somehow no one on the craft world knew about and killed a whole lot of important <laughs> people on it. So anyone that supported the Inari lost a bit of influence as a result of that. And also they lost a whole lot of important Eldar and, you know, the craft world. Not great. Thank you, Drizar. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there. Yeah. Being uh, helpful. They, uh, there was one, uh, it was Saimhan. They were fighting against Necrons on a planet, which was when we got that fun little lore tidbit about the vault of Slanesh demons that had been there since the war in heaven, which is sure a thing that I wish Games Workshop didn't add, but it is what it is. Uh, so they ended up teaming up with the Necrons uh, to hold back the incursion, and they even sent a couple seers they have to, once they had everything cleaned up to keep the vault secure. Which, you know, it's pretty cool of them. It seems like, you know, overall they're Happy to work with anyone if it's to fight against chaos or some other threat, which is pretty neat. Uh, they were also on Vigilus, which, long story short, because I'm not going to sum up the entirety of the Vigilus campaign <laughs> right now, uh, they went there to attack some chaos cultists and were mistaken for the Dark Eldar by a uh, some Imperial nobles and guard officers because the Dark Eldar had just been there earlier attacking guardsmen. And they opened fire on the Eldar, even when they were like, "No, we're, we're not. We're not Dark Eldar. Look at the spikes. We don't have any." Uh, so they ran off a bit. Marnius Calgar met with them, and ex and in exchange for the Eldar's help in defeating Chaos and you know, handing the orcs and everything, he would take all of the officials who ordered all those Eldar to be shot at, put them in a building, and lock the door behind them, and just told Simon to go nuts. <laughs> so Jesus. One brutally murdered batch of Imperial officials later, uh, Simhan started doing donuts in front of the orcs and uh, lured them into the orc line or into the chaos lines and helped deliver a uh, Imperial like torpedo into a 
like directly into Abaddon's flagship, I believe, on one of their ships. So, hey, they're uh, pretty chill to work with, turns out. They might ask to murder some of your leaders, but it's the Imperium. <laughs> your leaders are probably incompetent anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, it works out. Uh, there was also, like I said, that Eldritch Omens uh, little bit. Uh, that whole thing was uh, Chaos Warpsmith wanted some the like the world spirit of a maiden world for you know dark evil demon things. Eldar souls are nice and juicy. He could probably make some pretty potent soul like. Eli, what's the Resulta. awful Chaos Dragon thing you don't like? The model, the, the Heldrake. Heldrake, yeah, you, know, you could probably <laughs> make some good Heldrakes out of the Eldar souls he pilfered. Uh, Simhan went to deal with them, and at you know a decent cost, but. Given, you know, I actually, I've got the Eldritch Omen books. Not that, well, not like the lore thing. Uh, not as much cost as you would think uh, for the Eldar. It wasn't a 99% of them got killed. It was just a solid victory. Not great, but hey, not bad. Uh, what are some last little things? Uh, wild Riders are their jet bike riders. And pretty much every uh, everyone who is not a chieftain who has to become an Autark is a Wild Rider. They love their jet bikes. They love their speed. On the battlefield, they are all about speed, vipers, the wind wind bikes, all that good stuff. Uh, even more so than any other, like even Bieltan, because you know, Bieltan does it with sudden strikes across the planet. Simhan just has five million jet bikes doing donuts in front of your lines at all moments, and it's really annoying. Uh, what else? Uh, clans are I those clans. Forty k. <laughs> Uh, the clans in there are pretty autonomous. They have the right to, you know, partake or refuse to partake in pretty much anything the craft world does. Uh, although in practice, if something big happens, they're probably all going to get on in it because they need that glory. Uh, may have may have inspired the orcs to think red is faster. And overall, probably the elder you'd most want to have a party with. They're pretty chill. They seem like they'd be pretty happy to have you as long as you're not a dick. Mm-hmm. I think we should say uh, I'll, when the Necrons went to sleep, Alatok were the ones who were going around uh, blowing up Tomb Worlds and looking for them <laughs> to kill them. That's another thing Alatok did. Like they, they exist, they guys. Like, they exist. Going? Oh no, get rid of these. Yeah, like, bro, weeds. guys. Alatok, people care about us. I swear. Oh yeah, the the battle where the Necron <laughs> Lords fought against Alatok is when Orc and the Diviner outfarseered the Farseers with math, and then. Just like mess up their prophecy. I love, I love when the only thing my faction has isn't allowed to work. Thank you. I, I love the Inari trilogy. I love Psychic oh, Awakening. Yeah, new, I love Eldred. There's a new same hand Wild Rider book that apparently I've I've only heard like horrible things about it. I don't know if you've read it or not. No, I haven't. I didn't know it existed. <laughs> Probably because the only news about it is bad. It's, it doesn't uh, exist if he hasn't read it. It's, fine. <laughs> it's called Wild Rider, and I've only seen like me. I, all I've my only knowledge is like the memes that I've seen about it. That it's. I just like, <laughs> I just want an elder book to be okay. I lo- okay <laughs> books are fine. You read them, you go, "That was a decent book," and then you move on with your life. They do the same thing like they do with Tao, where they gave it to. Phil Kelly, so he writes loves all the, the Tao. Yeah, Phil he, he Kelly writes, writes all good Xenos. He writes all the Farsight books, and yeah. that guy just does a great job. So just give it to someone who's good. Just and he wrote the like amazing. older 
Eldar codexes stop, too. So stop giving Eldar books to people who hate the Eldar. <laughs> I, I just like yeah, the you know the bit in the Simpsons where it's the kid being beaten up and that's just Colin. They're publishing new books. It's like stop. He's already, he's already dead. dead. <laughs> just grab someone from the Age of Sigmar elf teams. They clearly love what they're doing. Let them write an Eldar book. Yeah, for real. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> oh, no more Simon now. I, I was feeling good about Simon. I was I, I like talking about them, and then you had to drop that on me. I think there's a cool bit where then they're like briefly in the Sal um Iron Hands novels where they end up fighting Katachan jungle fighters, and then basically the Eldar goes like, "Damn, you're actually like pretty decent for a human." And then like proceeds to like slice his arm off while he's holding a grenade. And then the guy still fights. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like kind of impressed. Hmm. But then he's like, oh, you know, but he's still human. And just like gone. <laughs> uh, they show nice. up. They represent sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Ultramarine one where he gets his head cut off at the top in that Hammer and Bolter episode. Where I can't remember which clan it is, but they just. I don't want to think about that Hammer and Bolter episode. Andy. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Anyway, Ulthway. The craft world whose entire lore is just Eldred. And a Night Lords trilogy, to be fair. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, there, there's I've said so they're somehow both the most and least famous craft world. Most again, because like I said, their lore is Eldred. Eldred is hard carrying uh, the Eldar race and Ulthway in particular <laughs> on his back. Uh, he's 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 40k techless, just not nearly as competent, fortunately. <laughs> Uh, long story short, Ulthway was one of the you know the last craft worlds to leave the Eldar Empire. Like I said earlier, they they didn't quite get out of the way fully. It's like you know they got clipped. They didn't get t-boned by you know by the truck barreling towards them, but they got clipped. Uh, you know they weren't instantly devoured, so you know they got that going for them. But like I said, stuck close to the Eye of Terror, which means that. At any given moment, they're either fighting chaos or preparing to fight chaos. The whole craft world is covered in battle scars. They just don't have time to repair it properly. And it's just generally not great. Like the first thing, let's say, you know, prior to the Great Rift, you're a chaos space marine leaving the Eye of Terror. You're either going to run headfirst into Ulthway or Cadia. Uh, so this has led to, you know, they're trying to, uh, they have become all focused on like the paths of the seer as a result so they can predict when these chaos attacks are coming and figure out the best way to you know get through it you know what the great minds think alike you know two heads are better than one all these seers coming together looking at fate and figuring out how do we not get murdered which on the downside means that they do not have that many other aspect paths not because they're particularly underpopulated compared to other craft worlds but because just most of the ones who might become like a, you know, a fire dragon or something like that are a warlock or a farseer. But to counteract this, they're the only craft world that has a standing army. Uh, the Black Guardians, they're a, they're a proper, like, army, unlike the rest of the other Eldar Guardians who are just militia called up to fight in need. They train, they do all that stuff. Everyone on Oathway can fight. Uh, in some ways, they have the most allies out of any Eldar. Uh, they'll work alongside pretty much anyone, uh, short of you know chaos and the Tyranids. 
uh, Imperium, other Eldar, probably even the Orcs, if they could somehow convince them to not just fight the pointy heads. Uh, work with anyone. In other ways, because they're all manipulative bastards, no one really likes working with them. Uh, they know that probably in the long term, their actions will result in lives being saved. They're just so insufferable. They will frequently just not yeah. tell you they're working to help everyone. They will not even inform you there's any like fate reading going on. They'll just show me like, yes, this is what we're going to do. And then they turn around and start doing something else because they foresaw X needed to happen. And you just, you don't need to know about X. Don't worry about it, bro. They are the, they're like the dude. to me. Simon Han would not be happy with you Smug saying that. Bastards. They're the kind of guys who put likes on uh, prank videos on YouTube. <laughs> but don't make them themselves. The the, uh, the model of their craft world is dude, trust me, bro. Yeah. Uh, they have, uh, they do have some, you know, more permanent allies, though. Uh, like, out of all of them, Navigator House Belisarius, who, uh, a navigator house for the Space Wolves. Hmm. Uh, early on, and I mean like M31, I believe it was, they helped House Belisarius out of a bit of a rough spot, uh, reverse their fortunes, and in return, uh, the navigators gifted them seven coins. Uh, anytime an Eldar from Ulthway presents a navigator you know, of that house with a coin, they drop whatever the hell they're doing and help that Eldar out with whatever task is asked of them which has been done five times. So those last two, they better make it count. Hmm. That's could pretty you cool. Imagine if it oh, was like ahead, the, I was going to say, could you imagine if it was like a really pressing thing and you left the coin at home? Like, you, like you put, <laughs> oh, you're going to get a flight and you forget your passport and you get to the gate and you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like turning into eating your craft world or something. Trust me, bro. Like Colin said earlier. Trust yeah. me, bro. Uh, also, I, swear I, the coin. I swear I had the coin. Yeah. Yeah, make, also, make, House Belisarius is, I think, because after the Space Wolves books I read, it's like basically the biggest navigator house in yeah. like the Imperium. So it's actually pretty ridiculously powerful. It's yeah, they it's also huge. have like a Space Wolf honor guard because they have such close ties. They're like, yeah, we 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 send a yeah. couple of our guys to you just to protect you because you're that important. Yeah. So Space Wolves could be forced to work with. I say from what from what I read, they try and keep it on the down low a bit. Uh, yeah, keep the sense. space holes in the dark about it. Uh, which mm. House Belisarius is still around and hasn't been executed for consorting with Xenos. So <laughs> there, there's an but, opportunity here, Colin. You, you could have a book, right? It'll be a space wolf book, but it'll have the Ufwe in it, and then Belisarius, and then you'll have a moment where they begrudgingly become friends, and then like the space wolf gets the Eldar drunk on Mjod and. He almost has to have like a liver transplant, and that'd be a fun way to get some Eldar lore in there. A good time was had by all. Livers? I'm assuming you know do. you can have that like for a knife here. You're actually pretty cool. Like, oh. <laughs> I do have a question about just in craft wars in general. Do they look like their own unique thing, or are they sort of reminiscent of like the old Eldar cities? Because essentially they're just floating cities, right? Uh, yeah, like inside them, I believe they're. Like when they were uh, when the fall was happening, they got as much stuff out of the like the fall as they could. Like you know, art, any relics they might be able to snout or scrounge up. Obviously, people. Uh, that being said, like like the craft worlds, they were merchant vessels that would go centuries, if not longer, at a time without any contact with other Eldar between the worlds. So if they did look like Eldar cities, it would probably be like ancient cities, even by Eldar standards. Because like I said, like 
they like craft world is built it's not going to see anyone else for a thousand years and then another thousand you know on and on and on until you know the fall happens that's cool because to their equivalent then that's like for us if there was a, a ship just in the ocean that was filled with the architecture of like ancient rome yeah <laughs> and i was like so even to like elder later they were like oh that's kind of neat you know what i mean like that's kind of <laughs> you know a bit although, whenever i whenever i think of craft world i think of mass effects uh, uh what they called the um the quarians where like their whole species was completely decimated by ai so then they fled on these big flotillas and they just roam the galaxy oh, yeah. these massive oh, ships. Yeah. They're the ones and they're the like, suits. we can't breathe air outside of our enviro suits because we're our immune system's so weak. But it's just like a similar thing of like they're just nomadic, they roam around. It's like if we lose one of those ships, it's a bad day. It's a that, really bad day. That's what it is, yeah. You lose one craft roll, it's uh, uh yeah. Uh let's see, where where was I at? I would say yeah, their uh, their history is like for every time they hurt the Imperium pretty horribly, they also have saved it. Uh, for example, I, and this is, again, uh, Ulthway is Eldred. Uh, Eldred is the one you can blame Armageddon on. The orcs were going to threaten a small Eldar craft world. He redirected them straight to Armageddon <laughs> and led to all that fun stuff happening. Uh, on the poor plus Yarrick. side. Poor, oh, poor Yarrick. But on the plus side, he's the reason the uh, the last wall doctrine, the Imperial Fist, were able to get together. He calmed the warp and allowed them to just all meet up at Terra, which, by the way, pretty goddamn awesome. He told the entire warp to just chill the hell out for a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, for their part with the Yunari, very mixed bag with things. Because, uh, you know, on the one hand, Eldred was the one to bring that about. And especially in Ulthway, you don't get higher up on the totem pole than Eldred. On the other hand, the ritual was not a success. And in order to perform the ritual, because originally it was every Eldar dies, then we get Inead. He went to a moon of basically psychic crystals after having stolen all of the seers he could from every craft world. He just went into the infinity circuit, grabbed their soul stones and said, hey, I'm going to use you to make the god of the dead. <laughs> So they weren't too happy with him. They were going to execute him, but they banished him instead. And a large chunk of the craft world went with him because they still believed Eldrad was, you know, he's he's the mover and shaker of the Eldar. He's the one who's going to get stuff done. Let's go follow him. Let's join his exiles. Uh, at one point, he came back to rescue it from chaos and then promptly left again because he's still exiled. And overall, he, Ulthway uh, is... Now free of the Eye of Terror, they can move a little bit farther because it's the Great Rift everywhere. Uh, on the downside, they are, as with pretty much every Eldar after the Inari stuff happened, a little bit diminished, still looking forward. They're still all about you know their future-seeing thing, though. None of them really had a great central change. And uh, yeah, that is... Uh, They're also about... kind of in danger as well, currently. That whole thing is, um, in the Night Lords trilogy, they intervene with the night lords legion because they believe a great prophecy about a prophet of the eighth legion will unite all the war bands and eventually cause catastrophe on Orthway. so they basically are preparing for a massive confrontation with all the night lords for as you can probably guess no reason other than it was prophesized <laughs> so, but the yeah. fact that they they also the fact that they intervened put them on the night lords map like on their radar 
So that's the only reason. Like they they are basically the architects of their own destruction. In a way. Oh, oh yeah. Since Ultway is all about you know the psychers and stuff, they're the biggest victims of that. Where GW writers think they're being very clever when they go, "Oh, what they caused it by their own actions." <laughs> the fiftieth time we do this plot line is still original. Look, we blew up an avatar <laughs> of Kane too. Look, guys, it's all, it's all the greatest Eldar hits. Especially with that Night Lords trilogy, but it just reminds me of Star Wars prequels this is like ah oh, the prophecy of the chosen was like ah that's the wrong one it's his son in it oh no <laughs> so basically the jedi council are Uthway, and samuel l jackson is ilgrad <laughs> yeah. how different would the galaxy be if anakin was made a jedi master mm, <laughs> all good we'd be sitting yeah. pretty still be a which, republic which is the craft world mm. where they had to work with comara to do the, the this the eldar seed had to do that massive bomb and then they like had to sacrifice. If I think that was Iandon, uh, with like the ah, fire heart, like the massive bomb where the dark Eldar could have activated it remotely, but they're like, nah, just. <laughs> well, I think but... if it's what I'm thinking of, the dark Eldar couldn't use it because all of like the old Eldar Empire None stuff. Of them are psychers. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. the dark Eldar have left their psychic uh, aspects a trophy. So, but they're not going to give it to the craft world Eldar because it's a big bomb and the Dark Eldar are selfish at the best of times. Uh, but they did eventually like give it to Iandon who activated it and then promptly put it away because the Eldar do not like to mess around with their super weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I was, I was going to say something else and I don't remember. Uh, it's about Ulthway, they're going to get it. Uh, it was something about Ulthway and, you know, probably, yeah, they were going to get it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Eldred, for being all of the Ulthway lore. Truly, you are carrying it on your back. <laughs> oh, there's uh, uh, Lugineth. That's a craft world that I think they just <clears throat> made up for Fabius Bile to destroy, basically. Probably. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's like a couple other craft worlds I just briefly took notes on. The Big Five are the one that will do anything that matter. Uh, I guess, you know, there is Alton Sar, which is where Maugen Ra comes from. Uh, they got trapped in the uh in the warp uh they didn't quite get out of the eye of terror but somehow didn't get instantly devoured uh and then ten thousand years later maugen pulled it out of the warp <laughs> not i don't know how that one works if anyone has any suggestions i would love to hear it maybe not, uh, maybe it, like no time had passed with them at all they were like jesus we've been in this little thing for five minutes like oh thank mm-hmm. god we're saved and then it's like yo you got maybe the tactic from the codex to start he's like we'll just do something crazy for fun morgan ross the only elder that is allowed to have w's it seems yeah i don't even mean how he still found them i'm just like how did he get it out is what i'm confused fair enough he's he is built different uh yeah uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, all of the Eldar think they're cursed because uh, they're thinking, no, 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 you should be able to spend that long in the warp and still be <laughs> fine. What's going on there? Uh, so they never, uh, they never take off uh, their helmets, and they only speak in whispers. So something, whether or not they're cursed, they were lost in the warp for ten thousand years. Something went down, and it's not generally not super. Uh, outgoing Eldar, as it were, because, you know, everyone so, else thinks they're cursed. So they probably get on really well with the Karkaradons, like, you do the whispering thing too? Yeah, we do the whispering thing. Oh, that's cool. You're probably. Also lost in the void. Yeah, we are too. We're cool. Nice. <laughs> uh, they're actually pretty close to Terra, uh, the craft world. Oh. Uh, although, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, I believe the reason, I don't think it's ever stated, uh, but I'm guessing the... Them, what? 
They can move about, though. They don't. Oh yeah, one one they can move, and two the Imperium is probably content with letting them sit there because they're like, well, they pretty clearly don't like chaos. You just kind of sit there and eat any Black Legion war bands coming this way mm-hmm. for us, will you? Uh, but yeah, uh, that's really them. There's a what are the other ones I wrote down? Uh, there's Mimira, which is the opposite of Altansar. They think all of the other Eldar are cursed, and they are the last true ones left. Uh, really oh, not much to say more they, about it. Did they get uh, on a boat called the Mayflower and then they decided to <laughs> leave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's uh, what was that? You may look. I, I know that. You, you may look. <laughs> M... M Y E L O C. Yumbra. Luck or whatever. I don't know. I apologize for that pronunciation. What is that name? Yeah. They're what I like to call the Forge World Craft World because their whole thing is Eldar Titans. So if you're playing them, Forge World loves you. There's Ilkaith. The, their they name translate their name translate into knowledge of blood, which is you know that goes pretty hard. They're all about bone singers, uh, and then there's the final craft order I'd like to bring up, only because of the name, Crudorak. <laughs> uh, it is a craft world that is that missing. Like an orc and STD. What is that? <laughs> Probably. Uh, their lore. Uh, they're from the Rogue Trader game. Uh, they got lost. <laughs> no, one, no, no one knows what the craft world is. Oh, Whoops. No. Uh, the, the the ranger companion, I guess, from the Rogue Trader games from there. Mm. So neat, neat to see they didn't they make gave us a new craft world and just copy Iand in our old way or something. Yeah. Did we also mention the Black Library, like the actual? Uh, yeah, I guess it is a craft world. So a, a brief mention for now, at least. Uh, the Black Library is a craft world. It has the largest repository of knowledge in reality uh, inside of itself, especially on chaos. And uh, it's guarded by the Harlequins and the last remaining Eldar god who hasn't been handicapped in some way, Kegarak, uh, the honk god, clown god. Uh, people keep trying to break in. Yeah, and it doesn't it's really. To break in. It doesn't really work because the Harlequins, alongside Malgenra, are the only Eldar allowed to take anything resembling a W. Uh, and it's in the webway. So you first you have to get in the webway, then you have to go through the webway without getting murdered by its either its defenses or a chaos incursion. Then you need to get past the Harlequins, which is probably something you just need to kind of always consider. And then you need to get past a god. And uh, I think the Poor Black Iron. Library even has its own like special defenses that even the Eldar are like, I have no idea what the hell this thing is. It's a bit cursed, isn't it? There's something not quite right with it. Yeah, uh, like Eve, like probably because one, it has so much chaotic knowledge. Probably something went down. Went down. Oh, hello. Uh, and two, <laughs> I... <laughs> just... he needs emotional support talking about all this Eldar stuff. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Poor man has a loving life or loving wife. Make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, 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 the Black Library itself is. A few people have been invited to it, haven't they? Though, like yeah, there's a Ephriel Stern, I think that sister of battle lady. Uh, there's some Inquisitors are allowed every now and then if the Harlequins are sure that they're not going to fall to chaos. Uh, but for the most part, everyone who tries to break in is 
never heard from again. Or you're Azak Araman and you're a named character, so you're yeah, banished constantly. Die. He's trying. He literally's like a Scooby Doo villain. He's just like, he's <laughs> gosh darn it. away with it too. If it weren't for those damn Harlequins, <laughs> for you meddling clowns and your stupid god too. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't he bring all of Araman's friends back for a second and then kill them all? Yvring did, Yvring and then she back two of them. <laughs> she went, yeah. and she shunted them into the warp. <laughs> she she resurrected two Rubric Marines, and Armin went, "Holy hell, that's amazing!" And then she threw them into the warp, and he was like, "No!" And he then <laughs> ran after them. Uh, you know what I say to that? El Bozo. <laughs> oh, Stop Armin. trying to break into the Black Library, and it won't happen. <laughs> every once in a while, like one Rubric Marine gets revived, and then so every time he's about to give up. Like one Rubric Marine gets revived, and he's like, Ariman, what the hell's going on? And he's like, You're alive. I guess we gotta keep trying again, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Time to kill 10 million people. No, he's yeah, no one. The meme of, if at first you don't succeed, try, try, try. He try, truly try, is try, the Rocky Balboa. Jesus. He never gives up. Poor Ariman, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should. <laughs> is there any other craft wars like that? Like, is it just mostly like the ones that are named and there's nothing? It's just like random. I, yeah, like uh, I have, like I just, uh, I will admit, I did, I did a bit of a sin. I pulled up the wiki for some of these. <laughs> you uh, have to. Hey, no random. problem using the wiki sometimes. Off stuff, uh, yeah. Telenar. Let me, let me, let me just read you the opening paragraph. Is a is a minor craft world of the Asuriani. They could not think of a better opening than to just say, they're a craft world. Uh, wow, oh, good, another banger. Levels. It uh, truly is a craft world. They, they have good relations with Ally Talk. Oh, fucking wonderful. <laughs> Dude, it is It is the Alliance of Mid. That's just like the, the, the entry. This Space Marine chapter is known for being brutal and very courageous. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> did you mean all of them? Yeah. Uh... They have an affinity. What? What? I, what? <laughs> oh, it, I, I misread. I thought I mis. I thought it said the Eldar of, you know, Telenar have an affinity with the Elder of Telenar. It's like, oh, I fucking all. Oh. They like the Harlequins, which is also a nothing statement because every wow. Eldar likes the Harlequins. Even the Dark Eldar like the like other Harlequins. Yeah. It's like this. This is, this is like this is what the craft rules that aren't the main ones are. It's hey guys. They like the clowns. They're it's there. Even, oh, it's it even really worse is than the successor chapter slop. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the short sure is a craft world energy is so high in some ways. <laughs> uh, there, there was a craft world. There was Malantai that got eaten by genes. No, they didn't get eaten by gene stealers. The uh, Neurolictor or Neurolober. They self sabotaged, didn't they? The dude one, of Malantai used yeah, to be a dude, unit. One of, yeah, it was, it was a, a, one of the. Eldar's psycher brain things ate their infinity circuit and then blew up the craft world basically. Yeah. They didn't blow it up, the Grey Knights. Like... A genes to the W common, isn't it? Like, common <laughs> well, that, that was a completely different one. There was a craft world uh, that I don't remember the name of, which, you know, that, my bad, Pim. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it, it basically just left the galaxy. Like, they, they dipped out early. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and this isn't the Inari books, which I think is another reason I don't want to remember the name of this fucking crap world. <laughs> uh, although this is one of the few cool things uh, they had, because they had no contact, they had nothing, you know, pet, no path system, no spirit stones. And then they found gene seals, and they're like, "Well, the hive mind's probably better than Slanesh. And so they willingly infected themselves with gene stealers. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot no. about that. 
And then somehow a gene stealer possessed an avatar of Kane, and then it stopped being cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Yanari. Wow. Oh, I'm an avatar of Gene. Like, oh no. Oh, is that that's recent lore you said? Relatively, Yanari. Jeez. So recent, even at this point, like that's not that recent anymore. They did it to try and escape the effects of. Slan- just because just existing yeah. as an Eldar, yeah. Slanesh can be draining you. So, so yeah, they uh, they tried to circumvent that, but then they ended up just I can't wait for the next big entry to the Eldar being that one of the craft world sides with the tower and helps with the greater good, and then they just have like an avatar of Kyle, and he's just a nice guy. That, like, that I used was to be angry, but now I'm four armed cane. By the way, I heard in, so hard. I heard in like a like. 2010 like around like 14 something around that time there there was kind of that on the tabletop and i think it was it was just called His Powdar. Powdar. Yep. yeah oh, no. the scourge of all local tabletop and games eldar no. tau alliance whose best yeah. solution against you, have a, you... No. <laughs> you have a farseer on a jet bike going around with like xva battle suits and he'd be casting the eldar power <laughs> on the crisis suits so they would just be like, impossible to deal with oh, pretty much no. the, the solution like, to that was just, Bring a warlord titan to the table. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh god, my coke went down the wrong pipe. Yeah, that's <laughs> how heresy with the Eldar's cause Colin to have some sort of you know like medical emergency there. Just thank you, DJ Beast, for the four-armed avatar of Cain is the best god. That is so true. No, at least if he had more arms, he might stand a chance. So sorry. And uh, uh, that's that's about the craft worlds. Oh, any any questions? Just about daily life on the craft world, I guess, because um, but for most of the time, they're not really. We only see the most of the Eldar at war. So, what's like yeah. most of the time they do on craft worlds? I guess they're just following the paths, and then it is like like dependent on the craft worlds. Like I was saying, like Simhan is you know they're a lot more chill with it. Uh, they're a little bit more laid back. Um, what was it? Like all I talk again is uh, much more strict with it, so they're going to be like, "You are doing this and only this." Uh, but like the the crafts, like I said, are or the path. Why, man, I'm having some problems. The craft of the path. The crafts. The crafts <laughs> are the paths. <laughs> the the paths are like. It's not just the warrior ones. It's just warriors are the only ones we see because it's a tabletop war game. Uh, like. Craft of the botanist, stuff like that. Like, there's like research paths, there's other stuff. They do. So, it's like, quite nice. It can be like quite nice, like bougie inside these craft worlds. Yeah. Like, they're all, they're all very disciplined and they're not like, go, they're generally not going out of their way to, you know, party it up because that's, that's what caused Slanesh in the first place. So, they don't but, have like a, they don't have like a downtown Chicago. No, they do not have a Chicago. No, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe the bits like that Ali nice. talks got space marined and smashed up. <laughs> Uh, but overall, like yeah, like there's like they're a post scarcity society. They're they're disciplined, but they don't like they're not gonna want for like basic necessities. Uh, craft worlds are pretty nice to live in. Damn, great view as well. To be fair, just looking yeah. out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think there's also like that. What is it like? A, they're they're bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. Like the, they're magical elf spaceships. <laughs> well, the that's typical Eldar. Like Doctor Who. It's Tardis actually bigger thing. on the inside. I promise. <laughs> you know, it's five yeah. inches, seven on a good day. What? Seven <laughs> on a good day. <laughs>
yeah uh but yeah like there, there's magical stuff going on with it like the, there's a building in all of them the dome of the crystal seers which is where like the far seers and other specialized psychers will go to meditate uh that's got you know it connects to the infinity circuit uh that's i think that's where especially there's a lot of psychic shenanigans going on they are they are like in day-to-day eldar life it's probably the highest standard of living in 40k outside of like you know high lords of terra so is it kind of like space rivendell yeah that's what i like basically most of the time then speed them down damn they have like waterfalls (laughs) in space lucky bastards yeah I mean, the the craft world, you know, is, it, it is a spaceship, but it's also a spaceship the size of a planet that is the last refuge of their people. It's not like... Are they, are they planet size or continents? I never can tell. Varies. They said that the Beeltan one was moon-sized, so I mean, I don't know. It, it varies. Take a choice. Uh, I mean, Fair. continent-sized spaceship is still a pretty damn big spaceship. Yeah. Uh, the one in Battlefleet Gothic, like there's a mission where you can fight in front of one, it is... This, it it takes up the screen, Jeez. And like stretches way into the background. Oh, what, what about in comparison to say like the phalanx with the imperial fist? Because that's like the biggest thing the Imperium has. Is it like comparable size? Or two phal- two phalanxes. <laughs> what is the phalanx? <laughs> oh yeah, you take a phalanx. Size of a small bigger. moon or large asteroid craft world is going to be way bigger than. Right. Like a, a large asteroid is. So like several Blackstone fortresses combined would be one craft world blackstone fortresses are pretty big though i thought because they're they're comparable to the pharynx aren't they they're like similar sizes or are they that might be just because of the are game they... though oh yeah see in in the game uh possibly gothic might have changed mm. that and well they really vary in size some of them will be small some of them will be well yeah big. it's and it's also one of those things like it depends on the writer like there's been books where like warlord titans are like a mile tall yeah <laughs> And then, you know, like, I think the official estimate now, that was like 144 meters. I have that number in my head. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. But so, like, it depends on who's writing it, what kind of tone they're going for. Uh, so, Craft World's like, oh, I just looked. Warlord Titan. 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 32.72 <laughs> meters. It was 144 feet is about what that is. Uh, right. Uh, I don't know. So, I, I just kind of like the idea of. You're talking about the standard living inside the craft world, it's just like a letting agent being like, Welcome to this craft world from Bealtan. Every room has a swimming pool and an ice hockey table. Like, oh, this looks lovely. And then there's all the Imperial citizens just like eating bits of their dead relatives to survive. Like, yeah, <laughs> bit of a the protein standard bar. living. Question you too, mark. You too could live on this craft world, except you're a human. We're going to shoot you. <laughs> no, humans now. We don't like your Allow kind him. around here, literally. Just like the treehouse <laughs> things. It's like no monkey allowed. Just stay on the side. I think they're pretty cool, to be honest, though. Uh, although, again, like, we just need to see more of it. I will. I just don't know if they really have... Uh, in the grand narrative, they don't use or utilize something this cool enough. Like If a battle takes place on a craft world... I mean, they had... Um, which is the one where it had the... Um, Legion of the Dam appeared. Is that I end in as well? I yeah. think it was. I think yeah. As I, I remember, think so was... blue and blue and yellow were in the in the scheme. Of I'm the, pretty uh, sure it happened to I end in. Was it I end in? No, it was it was in Hare. Oh. I I end in was I end in was allied with them. It was like stuff after a High Fleet Bayamoth. They were fighting High Fleet Naga and destroyed it, and then the Legion of the Dam showed up, and then yeah. To be and fair, they, the only thing about a craft world is kind of like the assault of the rock. It's like you don't want to have that in a war zone. That's a 
bad risk. It's like only cataclysmic, like, oh, it's going to endanger our whole craft world. Are you going to have like it involved? I would assume they're not going to be like, let's just do a careless orbital bombardment and have it in proximity to ambush. Yeah, right? yeah they, they do not bring craft worlds to the front because as much as it's a gigantic ship with you know massive weapon batteries and whatnot, it's also their home. It's also where their nice 4K tellies are and all yeah. this stuff. It's like, I don't want that getting broken. It'd be so cool in a story, though, just because a lot of stories often just go the space Hulk route, where if they want to have, like, just an enormous shipyard to play in, they could just pivot something into a craft world. Like, Because, again, you can imply that a lot of the sections of the craft world have been, like, essentially, because the population's just not big enough, some sections just could be dead and, like, empty. And any story taking place in there would be actually pretty sick because again, it's just different yeah. scenery. In or maybe the, the yeah. gene stealers or the Tyranids invade one, and they have to like purge their craft world of all the like hidden. Like, oh, we haven't been in this district for ages because we haven't got enough people. Oh no, the Tyranids are now huddled in there. there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that mean that is like kind of almost standard on a lot of the craft worlds. Very few of them have enough population to like reach max capacity. Like especially Iandum. There's entire like noble courts consisting entirely of wraith guard and you know, wraith lords. Oh, uh, pretty eerie. I would say, I, yeah, like yeah. The, the the most populated elder craft world is going to be a little bit lonely. The least populated is going to look like a ghost. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, could even have uh, one of the nicer craft worlds taking in some human refugees, and then they have like a delegation from another one. So, like, is I smell monkeys. Like, no, no. <laughs> and then you have like a little bit of strife between them. Like, we shouldn't mm-hmm. just kill them because they are lesser species. And they're like, yes, we should. Story <laughs> Can we that. rant about the fact that they call they don't call humans monker because it's a because <laughs> they look like monkeys, but yeah. it's because it's a slur related to an, an ancient Xenos that tried to enslave them. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one of those things. It's like, yeah, clearly out of universe monkey in universe mm, land stupid with it. Or... <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> land speeder land. yeah land arc and lands land raider and it's not land. called that because it speeds across the land it's <laughs> invented by arc and land and then everyone joked about that happening to the astartes and then it turns out astarte was the name of the head of the project <laughs> thanks you horus voice? heresy what's the one with the um... Rafe knights because they have spirits in them it's because um the eldar known as Rafe magul created the first <laughs> 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 i don't know what's the one with um it's the walkers that their mechanicus can't turn them off because and they, they leave them on treadmills oh, walking yeah. when they're not <laughs> being used in battle because they think if they turn them off they don't know how to turn them on yeah. again so they the build them, them up, turn them on, them, and they and never they turn die. them off again. <laughs> so when they're not in battle, they there's an army of like walkers on treadmills constantly walking. <laughs> nice. Or like a hamster wheel. That'd be good. I love Warhammer. Uh, I think with that being said, though, that was probably, uh, that was, well, that was all of the uh, craft wars that had lore we could say anything about. <laughs> well, uh, unless anyone else wants to add anything, last comments? No? I think we killed our cool. I, I think I'd be cool. okay if they blew up Ally Talk. Come on! <laughs> the few pieces. Ally Talk's cool. With that being said, though, uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, we do have stuff on Spotify if you want to listen <clears> to <throat> things on there, if it's like in offline mode. And if you made it this far as well, probably should always ask us earlier. Like and subscribe because it helps us out. 
Uh, we do live law every sort of Friday and, you know, tune in. I think we've got another um, tier list one coming up soon, which will, mm-hmm. we haven't quite decided that, but that will, again, it'll be something ridiculous. So <laughs> we're going to go <laughs> argue through that. And uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Take care, Bye. everyone. See and remember, Bye. the only good Eldar is a dead one. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Ooh. He says. So sad.